0: Where the hell is everybody? I am so tired of being out here by myself. I swear to God, if this thing isn't over soon, I am going down to the fucking store and I am getting me a Hot Rod magazine. Here comes the Spooky! what's going on chuds and chudettes here comes the spookies back today we're going to talk about hbo and their new hellraiser series as well as go over some of our favorite horror movie taglines and then later we find out that tony todd actually can act when he's not stabbing people with a giant rusty hook so sit back relax tie your buddy to a chair and make him listen to your second favorite podcast forced laughter, forced laughter, like we were talking about something off-air before we came in.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then he pulled the fucking banana
1: out of the cop's pocket.
0: Oh! Welcome back, everybody. Uh, here comes the Spookies back at you with episode 21. Uh, today, we've got a special guest uh, right here with us today, uh, Aaron Southworth from the fantastic Horrible Horror Podcast. Aaron, give us a shout-out. Hey, fellas.
2: How's it going? I'm not that fantastic. I've been on it before. <laughs>
0: It's always fantastic. Man, we love having guests. It's fun stuff. And then with me always is my good friend, my buddy, my beard, Nachos McWerewolf. Nachos,
1: how you doing? How Uh, the fuck you bitches doing this fine Sunday? Is it Sunday? Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, that one.
0: Two days before Star Wars Day.
1: Oh, shit, you're right. Has anybody been watching
0: any Star Wars? Uh, Well, that
2: Star Star Wars Day is uh, the day that uh, my co-host, Marshall Hampton... He's getting married. Yay!
1: I'm holding the phone. I can't clap. My... There we go. Snaps for so big, Marshall.
2: Big, big shout out to Marshall Hampton. His uh, wedding got canceled thanks COVID-19. And uh, rescheduled for a later date, but they're still going to go ahead and have the ceremony and tie the knot. Huzzah! Awesome.
0: I'll have a drink for that fellow. Cheers to him. Indeed. You guys know that sound effect by now. Yeah, I'm
2: not drinking a Crackable. I'm drinking a mixed drink. I got myself a nice, tall, frosty, uh, black club soda with lime and lemon. Just throw it against
0: the wall and let's hear it smash. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do that when I'm done. When I'm done. How about that?
1: You got to scream, more
0: or another. Another. Perfect. So uh, are you guys going to watch any – Star Wars movies on Star Wars Day? Do you guys, do you guys uh, partake in any of that? Throw in one or two or just your favorite? Watch, try to watch the whole series?
2: I might watch, start rewatching watching Mandalorian. Um, okay. I, I watched
0: it once already.
2: I thought it was a good good series. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Um, but uh, that wasn't planning on My wife... My wife... My wife... Is <laughs> not watching Star Wars at all because she says Spaceballs is better.
1: Why watch Star Ooh. Wars? I mean, she's not... Wrong? It's I wouldn't say but, better. Funner. But not
0: better. what's that argument. line?
1: We're fucking dark helmets playing with his action figures and Colonel Sanders walks in. How how's that go? No sir, I didn't <laughs> see you playing with your dolls again. <laughs>
2: like, Knocks that time! Knocks before you enter! Did you see anything? No, Real
1: talk, sorry, we might have to I make this a space ball good episode. <laughs> I love that
0: movie. Well, the white Smoke
1: if you got them.
0: My wife always lets me... Uh, uh, and I say let's because she's not a huge fan, but she tolerates it. Uh, watch Star Wars on, on uh, May the 4th. But uh, this year, with there being 11 movies now in the franchise, nine in the main series, plus two side stories, which I think totally count. Hey, uh, man, don't forget the animated fucking
1: Clone Wars with Baby Jabba. We, oh, so yeah. we skip
0: Clone Wars. You can throw in Mandalorian if you if you want. Um, but it, it takes a couple days now, so... You know, we, we started last night uh, with Episode 1, we watched uh, two, Episode 2 and 3 today, and then started Solo. Uh, we're about halfway through Solo, and I had to uh, delay that to uh, come join you fellas down here, so we'll finish that tomorrow, along with Rogue One. I, and, uh, I think continuing. Solo is criminally underrated. It's fantastic. It's, it's uh, um, fucking um, Ocean's Eleven movie? in Space. Yeah,
1: who doesn't like A, a fucking heist <laughs> movie, and B, a space heist movie?
2: Right? I gotta say, I, mean, I, I like solo, but I'm thinking Rogue One is the the crown jewel of the oh,
0: spinoff. Rogue One is not only a good spinoff; it's one of the better, if not one of the best, Star Wars movies of all time. I'd I honestly agree. probably go a New Hope as my favorite of all time, and then Rogue One as a close second. Because man, I'm, I mean, there's no I'm, space I'm right there with you until like kind of towards the end. But man, that's a damn good movie. It is.
2: Here, what's your
1: favorite Star Wars movie?
2: It's probably kind of what Cincinnati Jeff just was saying. It was a new hope because that's what I grew up with, and that's what started the whole kickoff of the franchise. It's a great, you know, uh, imagery of Western, like a, like a Western movie slash Japanese samurai type movie. I mean, it's it's got a little bit of everything. But Rogue One,
1: God damn, is a, that like just hits on every level. I like the one with uh, Spock. <laughs> you guys see that one, Wrath uh, of Khan? Yeah, and he's on Babylon Five or something. You shut your. And it's got that little robot. He's all. I swear to God, I will slap those teeth straight. You keep talking. I don't have like a British dentist, dude. My teeth are pretty okay, but you know, good looking out, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Being slapped so many times from Cincinnati
1: <laughs> I got fucking taco neck syndrome because of that asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's All a right. rare medical condition, don't laugh You chuds, let's go ahead and move on so Oh, we... by the way, I love Return of the Jedi Thanks for asking Fuck. <laughs> oh, did, you, did you pick up that? Hey Nachos, what's your favorite one? Oh, Return of the Jedi <laughs> Green laser swords, Palpatine Fucking Jabba's Palace, man I'll say it, wasn't wild about the Ewoks I know everybody loves the fucking Ewoks I go jawless. that's me but Palpatine was in the Empire Strikes Back yeah, yeah, it was like for a fart knuckle of and it's not even I mean, yeah, they fucking re re edit him into the fucking I preferred his movies. original it's, look. It's really it's, fucking it's, weird. It's like a
2: shitty Windows ninety five hologram of Palpatine. <laughs>
1: he looks like he looks like the
0: fucking uh Madame Mask, the uh uh from X-Men. <laughs> X-Men? Uh yeah, what it, uh the uh the people that live in the sewers, they're led by Calypso.
1: Morlocks, morlocks
0: yeah she looks like fucking Madame mask like the evil morlock like when she fucking touches you like your skin turns all nasty and shit that's what palpatine uh, looks like Madame mask is actually an iron
1: man villain
0: uh, and you know what i think i think maybe it's just mask or something like that she wears like a hooded
1: robe uh like a purple oh, robe. oh she was part of the fucking brotherhood of mutants uh evil brotherhood in the fucking the 80s and then she just kind of went away Or anything was yeah, like yeah do you know what i'm talking about though Eight She's or a Warlock. Wait, did you hear it? Because I think you got fucking nerd flexed on.
0: Ooh. Did you hear it? You just got kicked off the call. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dude, right. I, I can hear I can hear Nacho's muscles flexing through the Skype call.
1: I'll, yeah. I'll turn the video on just for that. <laughs> <Go ahead.
2: laughs>
1: <laughs> that Alright, and we're back. Is that the back it, of your thigh? What is that? My mom says I'm tough. <laughs> Tougher than a $2 steak. That's cool. What color's Ginny's
0: car in Friday the 13th Part 2, you dumb piece of shit? Yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's red, big dumb, dum
1: uh,
0: Anyway, Ooh. let's go ahead and get started with the episode, gentlemen, shall we? Sounds
2: Beautiful. good.
0: Uh, be- before we get to the movie itself, uh, we got a couple of talking points here. Uh, right. First one up, HBO has made a deal to develop a series from the classic horror franchise Hellraiser with the Halloween Helmer. David Gordon Green, set to direct the pilot and several more initial episodes uh, that brings to the small screen for the first time Pinhead, Um, you know, the iconic pincushion-domed villain uh, who is in charge of the pasty-faced villains from hell known as the Cenobites. I'm pretty excited about that. Dude,
1: yes. Aaron, thoughts? I'll let you go first.
0: Uh, I'm
2: honestly not a huge Hellraiser guy. Um, (gasps) Number one was good. Number two was good three yeah, four two boom.
1: is good that's where i jump off after four i mean in case the listeners haven't heard me say that and fucking practically every episode since the <laughs> beginning of the podcast
0: <laughs> yeah i think it was directed by mick garris
1: it uh, was he actually he's the um he's a cinebite he's uh mcmaster mick and uh <laughs> seedy man he, he just whips his hair back and forth his fucking beautiful head of voluptuous hair he's Captain awesome dj I
0: think I was supposed to be talking here, Nachos. You're right. (laughs) And we're back.
2: Shaboom. Um, But I'm sorry. I don't have much to say. Uh, I just haven't never really been too much of a Hellraiser kind of guy. Uh, I got a lot of friends who are way more into it than me. Um, Yeah, I just, I guess I'd be interested, especially HBO. HBO does a lot of excellent, excellent stuff. So I'm I'm intrigued by that fact. So, yeah, I'm intrigued as far as HBO's got into it. But if it was... Friday 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street or, you know, some, something else. I think I'd be a little more hyped.
0: I don't know if I'd won a Friday the 13th series. The last one wasn't so great. Yeah. <laughs> it gave us our hero for
1: Goes to Hell, which, again... Steve what? Steve something. That dude was straight boner
0: <laughs> Oh, that's an expensive question. No, that's
1: uh... but
2: you're getting you're, you're you're picking up what I'm putting down.
0: I mean, this is this is
2: HBO. HBO kicks ass on all levels.
0: So. No, and you are absolutely correct. And I think that they are going to do good things with this, especially we've got David Gordon Green involved. Obviously, you know, uh, with Blumhouse, Ben, they were on fire for a while, and then they did Black Christmas. Uh, so I would say kind of hit or miss recently, but doing more good than harm uh, to the horror right. genre for sure right now. So I do appreciate it. So I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and say that I'm really excited for it. I'm fucking pumped. The series needs a shot in the arm. Absolutely.
2: Oh it does need an injection of cool.
0: Yeah. The last the the remake that the last one that came out was actually pretty alright. Um I, I oh. enjoyed it. The the the, uh, the new guy who played uh um Pinhead was very good. Well, it said it was yeah. Doug Ramsey, that was a pretty good one. Yeah. Doug Bradley. Doug Bradley,
1: but thank y- you. No, no, you're good, man. Um sorry I've been drinking. It, it's okay. Jesus and I love you. Ew. Anyway.
0: <laughs> Alright, so next up, AMC Theaters decided they fucking wanted to roll the dice and play Who's Got the Biggest Dick uh, and they will no longer play Universal films effective immediately after what they perceive as an unacceptable comment made from the U- uh, the NBC Universal CEO Jeff Schell on its decision to um, bypass theaters uh, for a theatrical release of Trolls World Tour and make it a digital exclusive uh, during the current COVID nineteen pandemic. Uh, Jeff Shell, uh, in an interview with the Wall Street Journal, told uh, them that uh, they uh, that the uh, digital download only movie had exceeded all their expectations, pulling in nearly a hundred million dollars in revenue through digital sales alone, um, and more than five million copies had been sold. So they what they said was that they were going to uh, look at releasing movies both digitally. Uh, on, on a you know on a scale just like this, as well as put them in theaters, and AMC just firing from the hip was like that's not cool, fuck you. So they decided to pull all Universal films, which affects uh, the Halloween movies, the new Candyman movies, uh, um, overseas uh, European uh, James Bond films, uh, which is huge, uh, as well as pretty much anything else that Universal puts out between now and whenever. So uh, I was very surprised at this, uh, you know, just knee-jerk reaction from AMC. And you you expected it to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this forever and no theaters. And that, that would be a response to AMC? They were just saying, like, we're going to do both, and AMC was like, fuck you. That just seems so, a little drastic.
2: Yeah, it seems kind of strange. I understand kids' movies do pull in a lot of money, but for Trolls World Tour to be the hill that you die on is is pretty wild. You know, <laughs> This is this could be a moment in history when,
0: and this was the death of AMC theaters, Trolls World Tour. Exactly, theaters itself is definitely a niche market right now. They're, it's very expensive to go. Um, one ticket is anywhere between twelve to fifteen dollars. Then you got if if you're getting concession stand snacks, you're talking at least twenty bucks uh, for the for the full experience for two people. Uh, more than ten just for a single person for sure. So right there you're in you're in the hole for 22 25 bucks for a movie and don't get me wrong you get a nice experience but that's for a movie that you don't own as where you can just pay $20 and now you own the motherfucker yeah for at least and, digitally and for life
2: and on the other side of that coin you go to the theater yeah most time it's a good experience but sometimes I'd say at least 30% of the time you got some jackass talking too much some asshole who's on the phone someone who's arguing with their fucking girlfriend about the fucking parking job they did you know, and some other <laughs> asshole who's just trying to be nice and normal, but he's just whistling through his fucking nose and you want to punch him in the goddamn face.
0: Or kick in the back of your seat, right, Nachos?
1: Who does that?
0: <laughs> no, okay. Aaron, Aaron you're, you're absolutely correct. I'm not sure that this was the best move for AMC. The, even absolutely. though they're the I... biggest theater chain in, I'm not sure, the world, but definitely in the country right now, I still don't think this is a smart move.
2: When I go to the movie theaters, I typically go to more of a niche small market, like midnight showing or like a, like a special showing of a horror movie, a classic movie, uh, a classic action movie. I like those experiences way much more, um, which also brings me up to uh, R.I.P. Moolah Theater. I don't know yeah, if you guys heard dude, about that. I heard about that. That's, you know, the Moolah hard. Theater in St. Louis, Missouri, which, again, is one of those types of theaters. I mean, they did hold modern movies, but they did a lot of the niche you know, fun midnight showings of movies. They have one of the first places they have couches, and by couches, I mean they just bought a whole bunch of shitty couches from a shitty furniture store and put them out there. And yeah, they're 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 they suffered the loss. You know, they're dead from COVID.
0: I I expect somebody to come along after this is over or a new normal is found and purchase that and bring it back to life. Um,
1: I heard we were supposed to get a uh, Alamo Draft House in St knock on that. would be it? fantastic. That would be also, cool. Why did they need to expand on the Troll universe? Did you guys see Troll 2? Why do you need to make sequels <laughs> to
0: that? <laughs> I'm not sure that's the same
1: franchise. Oh, this this is this is Trolls with an S. Yes. Oh, not with the Z. <laughs>
0: trolls. Uh, they don't hail from Nilbog. Yeah. Uh, so I learned th- something today. <laughs> So next up, um, the documentary team that brought you the uh, In the Search of Darkness documentary, which was based on 80s horror and the phenomenon that it is, uh, is now doing one based on 80s sci-fi called In Search of Tomorrow. I saw this. So they're In Search of Darkness. I caught it on Shudder. I was too late to back it on Kickstarter, which you can do right now within the Search of Darkness uh, up until May 19th. I'm sorry. In Search of Tomorrow. You can back this. You get like a four-hour documentary, a bunch of special features, tons of interviews with like Ridley Scott, Sigourney Weaver, pretty much anybody that was in a sci-fi movie, right? John Carpenter, because you know they're yeah. lumping in things like the, you know, like movies like The Thing, and you know, like crazy shit like that. Uh, this thing looks really cool. I love the In the Search of Darkness with all the slasher and horror movie stuff. So I'm very excited for this. So if anybody's out there and wants to back it, you can go to Kickstarter and look this up.
1: Do you think Starbeast is going to be on that? Wait, Starblast. Starblast, the one where mm. the dude's got the fucking Mega Man cannon and just goes around and shoots shit? That's I, the movie? I hope Project
0: Metal Beast is on there. I, I hope, hope Night Beast is too.
1: on there. <laughs> I love that goddamn movie.
0: There's so many good ones, and I think there's going to be a, a good amount of crush genre movies as well. So I, I think that'd be fun. Like, you know, Alien and Aliens, for sure. Alien very much being a horror movie, but... Oh. Alien right. Resurrection better be on there. Well, I think it's mostly 80s-based. Oh, 80s, oh. yeah. Well, okay. So you're not going to see, like, Event Horizon on there. Maybe alluded to or even talked about at the end, but... Yeah. Because in The Search of Darkness, they talk about how the 80s horror set up later movies and, and the genre and the franchises, so... Uh, it was really cool, and I'm looking forward to it. And then last up here, uh, we've got a, an article that was posted uh, yesterday on Bloody Disgusting... Uh, Talking about how Resident Evil needs to bring back the spiders. So, uh, (laughs) not that it's spoiling any stories, but uh, the remake of both Resident Evil 2 and 3 do not include any giant spider enemies. Which I find to be one of the more terrifying, if not the scariest, of all the enemies. Because I've just got arachnophobia. And then when giant fucking spiders are bigger than you... It really fucking sets me on edge. Even when I hashtag, still play those old games. Hashtag, where's my spiders at, dog? Nachos <laughs> and I bitched about it uh, when the remake came out. It's was like, man, really loved Resident Evil 2 remake. No spiders. Resident Evil V came along. First fucking thing I said was no spiders. You had spiders in Zero for a little bit. You had them in the first one, plus the remake of the first one. You had yeah. them in the original two. You had them in the original three.
1: And you had Code them Veronica. in Code Veronica. And I like how they switched it up. They weren't like big fuzzy wolf spiders. They were more like gangly, uh, spooky s- skeletal spiders. Yeah,
0: they instead of like being like giant tarantulas, they were more like black widow type spiders. Yeah, yeah, uh, which it's was really totally,
2: cool. Totally disagree. I really don't like the spiders uh, in two and three. I feel like they're forced. Uh, in the first one, it makes sense because you have the giant snake, you have crows, you have hey, you have the rabbit dogs, you have spiders. I mean, that all makes sense. But it just feels forced to have these giant fucking spiders. And in number two and number three, in the first ones, you can run past them with absolutely no concern. The most non-threatening characters in the game—they're the easiest to avoid. I'm fine with losing them. You
1: well, know what? Oh, go, go ahead, go ahead. I Send see, I
0: see, I see the spiders in two and three. Obviously, just being a byproduct of them just getting loose. Uh, from the mansion area in the first one, making their way to the sewers, which is where you run into in, into them in two and three. Um, so I just, you know, I just kind of played it off as like, oh, they just get loose, just like the zombies and shit do uh, in, in in two, and then obviously which starts three. So that's just kind of my, my take on it. But uh, I mean, you get a giant <laughs> alligator in two. I don't see why there's an issue with giant spiders. Why, why aren't you- there giant rats? That'd be great. Yeah,
1: I would. I would much rather have giant rats than giant spiders.
0: I love the giant spiders. They were creepy. Is
1: there, is there a giant moth or am I thinking Silent Hill?
0: Uh there is a giant Code moth
1: Veronica. In Code uh, Run- in two. Remember it's in that big room. Oh yeah, the old one. God damn, that thing was so non threatening, I just totally disregarded it. Yeah, right, it just, just go- sits
0: there. If you if you hit it with a couple of grenade rounds it goes down real fast. I think one just shot hit with a flame, flame thrower, Yeah, Yeah,
2: it yeah. just
1: fucking goes right away. But there's also the moths in Code Veronica as well. Yes. Yeah. Just imagine that, like you're driving around Raccoon City, and from the Arkley fucking mountain, just comes a, a spider the size of a bus, just fucking going down the street. Like, what's up, guy?
0: Yeah, I think you even fought. Uh, I think you like it was a new boss, right? In the remake of one, where it was a like a giant, giant spider. I want to
1: say, yeah, was it movie. had a name. It was like Black Wolf or some shit like that. Airdog. Kyle, his name is Kyle. Airdog. It was Kyle that goddamn spider. <laughs>
0: He, he was an acolymantula, aragog it was the same spider in in uh in uh, harry potter he just had the two acting jobs that was it and then he retired uh, he's like
2: let's let's go sheila why not let's just let's <laughs> put all
0: spiders. all right um so that's all i got um so before we get started with the movie itself um uh, where and when was the first time you guys saw *Night of the Living Dead*? Nineteen ninety. Uh, Aaron, guess go first. So please, where was the first time you saw this movie?
2: So I think the first time I saw this movie was actually uh, something Marsh and I used to do when we were kids. Is um, you know, it was probably ninety-one. There's uh, 90, maybe ninety. Um, no, it's probably it had to be ninety-one because it was like we would go to haunted houses. And then before, you know, when we get back from the Haunted House of Spade and house and we just watch movies, horror movies until we couldn't stay awake anymore. So it was actually, I believe, with Marshall Hanton. Um, and we watched it and I was just mesmerized. I, I it was it was my first real exposure to zombies other than the classic, which I think I watched my parents when I was like eight or nine, I was I wasn't right really paying attention. But holy shit, it left an impression.
1: All right. Nachos. How about you, buddy? All right. So I think the first time I saw this, uh, I was at the Zinken house because they had this fucking massive cabinet of VHSs. And I just remember looking at the cover and I'm like, what is this? I was probably, I don't know, like nine or 10. And then I think uh, I saw it. And no, I actually saw it on fucking Monster Vision. And uh, happy late birthday, Billy. There you go. That's all I got.
0: <laughs> Uh, for me, I didn't see this until much <laughs> later in uh, my horror movie life. This was like 2009. Oh, uh, damn, dude. Oh, wow. Uh, well, I, So I always thought for the longest time that this was just like one of those cheap color prints of the original 68 version. You know, like sometimes like Man of Sands of Fate movie, that's not a good one. I'm trying to think of like some old black and the white movies that have been like badly colored uh, where they the like thing have,
1: the old thing
0: yes the old thing right it has like a like a like a pastel look to every color it's very weird the hues are off and I just thought that that's was it I, you know because I would just see it at a glance and I'm like well i don't I like the original I don't mind the black and white so much. And that was my thing. The first time I caught the black and white was on TV somewhere. And I was, I've was i never been one of those people that's been turned off by black and white. I mean, I love the Three Stooges. So that never bothered me. So I just didn't really need to see a color print of it until I would found out that
1: this was actually a remake. Yeah. I think Ted Turner was doing a lot of those colorized flicks. I think that he was, was like his thing.
2: That was his thing. Yeah, he was restoring films, but also with restoring them, he was like, Ah, oh, it's that in color? Sure,
1: why not? Now
2: brought to you in Technicolor. Ted so he, Turner, the head turner. He, he did a lot to restore films, but also kind of made them weird with the colorization. Destroyed
0: them at the same time.
1: Yeah. Created a monster.
0: <laughs> so, uh, this is not uh, a video nasty. This is not on our Hello Nasty list. <laughs> we will get back to those one day for sure. Probably with Dead and Buried. Um,
1: That's a good one
0: directed by none other than Tom Savini himself, which is very surprising. The first time I watched this movie, I was like, whoa, Tom Savini directed this? The special effects master? The King of Gore? That's right. Uh, So that was actually really, really fun. I'm I'm not sure, but I believe this was his first time directing. uh, I believe it was, yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. uh, Piece of trivia there. So uh, let's go ahead and meet our casualties. We don't have a... Huge star-studded cast, but we definitely have a couple of names that stand out more than others. First yeah. up is Tony Todd, who plays Ben. Um, everybody should know who Tony Todd is for sure. He's fucking Candyman. He was in The Crow. He was in Wishmaster, Final Destination, The Rock.
1: He was candy man Candyman? Uh, who? Which Candyman was he in? Hey, don't Was say he it. in Candyman 1, fuck. Candyman 2, Candyman... Oh, Stop saying it. Now he's going to show up. Yeah, then I got to give him a paycheck.
0: He was also Reverend Zombie in ha- the Hatchet movies.
1: Candyman was? Son of a
0: bitch. Just going <laughs> to summon him, just like Candle Jack.
1: Whoa! Almost
0: said Beetleju. Oh. All right. Did you say Beetlejuice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did, and then I heard it, and I was like, I better add the... A... <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just see people just coming out of <laughs> like the Yamaka. You know I don't roll on,
1: on Shabbos. <laughs> Am I right?
0: Uh, so next up, we've got uh, Patricia Tallman, who plays Barbara. Uh, she was in Tales from the Dark Side, Monkey Shines, uh, and she was the evil witch in Army of Darkness. You got Tal- Yeah, she also did stunt work in Jurassic Park. Who was she in Jurassic Park? She did stunts.
2: She, did, she was just she was a stunt woman
1: for like Laura Dern. I no, f- for the Dilophosaurus. <laughs> hey, she's a real skinny gal. I'm just for saying. For, for Newman.
0: <laughs> she was a stunt double for Samuel Jackson.
1: Obviously, yeah. We've got. She the was
2: the arm. She was the arm.
1: <laughs> My arm gets acting credit for that film. So, uh, so we also
0: got Tom Towles who plays Harry Cooper. He was in actually quite a few uh, horror movies. He's in um, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. I believe he's got the... uh, um, He's Henry. uh, No, he's not Henry. Oh, yeah. You're right. He's not Henry. (laughs) Michael Rooker's I can't
1: believe it's not Henry. Yeah, I think think
0: he's Henry's buddy, like the supporting, like his best friend quote. I think his name's Floopy. Uh, He was (laughs) in uh, The Pit and the Pendulum. Uh, the Rock as well, along with uh, Tony Todd here. House of a Thousand Corpses <laughs> and Devil's Rejects. I think he was a cop. Uh, and he was also in the 2007 remake of Halloween.
1: Yeah, he's the uh, piece of shit stepdad, I think. No. 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 That's, that's, no. I believe oh, he's William also side, a cat
0: right. in that. We've also got uh, Mickey Anderson, who plays Helen Cooper. I could not find uh, anything on her for acting credits-wise other than this. We've got William Butler, who plays Tom Bittner. He was in (laughs) Ghoulies 2. Uh, He plays Michael in Friday the 13th Part VII.
1: (laughs) He was
0: in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, Buried Alive, and
1: Watchers 3. No, wait, he's in Buried Alive? Who the fuck is he in Buried Alive?
0: Buddy, I don't know. I've never seen Buried
1: Alive. Oh, we'll get to that
0: when we get to that. (laughs) Uh, Next up, uh, Caney... Katie Finneran played Judy Rose Larson. Oh, my God, that bitch. Nothing Oh, Judy Rose! Uh, Heather Mauser played Sarah Cooper. Again, nothing to note. And then up next is our main man, Bill Moseley.
1: Bill motherfucking Moseley. Plays what a nice little What a nice little bonus cameo.
0: Right? He's not in it for fucking very long, but this guy is right up there with Tony Todd, so... Obviously, he's uh, Chop Top in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. He's in The Blob, Silent Night, Deadly Night 3, which I know Aaron's (laughs) a big fan of. Oh, my God. He's in Army of Darkness. uh, And then he's in all the fucking House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil Rejects,
1: Three from Hell. Um, If Rob Zombie's like, I'm making a movie, uh, Bill, you're in it. There you go. He's in
0: Evil Bong, uh,
1: the Halloween Halloween remake,
0: as well as Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D.
2: He was also in Char- Charlie's Farm. And I think... Uh, Old 45?
0: What's, what's that horrible movie?
2: Oh, yeah, Death House.
0: <laughs> I heard that movie's not good. He's in a lot of shit. That guy's uh, definitely the fucking Nick Cage of the horror movie world for sure. He just Good reference, yeah. And then last up, we've got Russell Strainer, who plays Sheriff McClellan. Uh, this was neat because he was... Johnny in the original 1968 Night of the Living Dead. That's right. Nice. So they brought him back for this. Released in October of 1990. Uh, it's a, a halfway decent year for horror movies, for sure. This is before the 90s took their toll, and we had nothing, you know, nothing to chew or fucking, you know, crunch our teeth on, except for like things like subspecies. Uh, we had Misery, Troll Two, <laughs> Jacob's Ladder, Child's Play Two, Tremors, Arachnophobia. Gremlins 2, Nightbreed, Tales from the Dark Side, uh, The Exorcist 3. Fuck yes, dude. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, Graveyard Shift, Psycho 4, and one of my personal favorites, Repossessed. <laughs> I Don't love forget that.
1: Project Metal Beast. You tell people you're like,
0: well, it's got Linda Blair and Leslie Nielsen, and they're like, yeah, and then she's like, and it's got Warren Beatty, and they're like, I'm listening.
1: Yeah, how do people not know about this movie? I don't fucking get that.
0: I don't understand, dude. I love Repossessed.
1: I fucking love Repossessed.
0: I have that on a DVD combo with uh, My Boyfriend's Back.
2: I fucking nice. love this
0: movie. I do love My Boyfriend's Back. Uh, so, how to watch this movie? Um, Oops, there's not, not a ton of ways to watch it. Uh, definitely find it streaming. Uh, I believe it's on uh, Amazon Prime right now, if I'm not c- incorrect. Uh, You can also get it on VHS DVD. Uh, There's a couple of just standard DVDs. Uh, They're not really bare bones. Uh, They've got a couple of special features on there and commentary by Tom Savini. Uh, And then there were two Blu-ray releases that I think were both limited and both European only. You got the UK Blu-ray release from Twilight Time. They only did like 3,000 of these. And then Umbrella Entertainment... Which is like an Australia company, they also did like a, you know, a Region B or Region 2 Blu ray. So nothing released here in the States. So if you see like a Blu ray for it, it's most likely one of those like video on demand images. It's still good to buy and probably a good quality, probably a rip of one of the other uh, Blu ray releases, but there's been no official Blu ray release here.
1: I'm pretty sure that Umbrella one is fucking like the legit one. Uh, That Twilight one you were talking about. Out of print, fucking impossible to find. Yeah. It, it's going to set you back if you want to peruse eBay for that.
0: So the ones that I did find on eBay that were like region-free had all the Twilight Time features. That's why I, I believe that it's like a rip of that. Gotcha. Um, and, and the reason that I think that this is, uh, at least I'm assuming, right, is that just because there have been so many issues with the movie itself. Uh, changing hands, priorities, uh, rights holders. Uh, Romero's now passed away, as well as like problems with the original being, in, you know, it's a free, it's a public domain movie. Uh, I think have maybe held this up from actually getting a solid blu release here in the states. I could be wrong, but it seems like these companies that get them are like small-time companies that buy it for a short period of time and release what they can in that little window, and then they cut it off.
2: Just <laughs>
1: fighting for scraps, like a true zombie. <laughs> <laughs> now uh who, who did this movie was this mgm right uh i want to actually say this is columbia
0: no you're right Columbia, yeah, you right star it's one or the other
1: it's the chick uh from monster squad the uh no that's the horse i'm, I'm fucking tripping i know that one of the the producers was Mium golem you know from the canon flicks really yeah Or was it Globulus? I don't know. They both have fucking... No, it was Golem. Me me and Golem. Anyway, whatever. Splitting hairs.
0: Alright, you guys ready to horse around with some maniacs? Let's do it. (laughs) Alright. Our film opens up with Johnny and Barbara driving to an isolated cemetery to visit their mother's grave. When Johnny starts giving her shit about how the dead are coming to get you out of the graves. I'm coming to get you, Barbara. I love it. Just a classic reference to the old school line. They continue to discuss the necessity of constantly having to drive out and visit their mother's grave, with Johnny fucking shittily commenting that their, mu- their mother purposely had herself buried 200 miles away from the closest glass of beer.
1: Right. Great line. Great line. And, stuck with me. and
2: I'm thinking
0: 200 miles
1: Fuck you, mom. Damn, mom. Yeah, I'll send you a postcard to your fucking grave. Right, whatever. and I,
0: I just got to call bullshit right there because considering Evan City is only five miles away, according to Harry later on, you tell Could me be Evan... a dry county. Could yeah, be a dry county. There you go. Put me in my place. Shut up, Cincinnati. <laughs> as they as the our two pull up near the grave site. And John, I didn't. I noticed this this time. I'd never noticed it before. Johnny straight up pulls onto the fucking grass and like drives between gravestones instead of just fucking no the car on the road, dude. What a piece of shit!
2: Because Johnny gives zero fucks. You <laughs> see those driving gloves he's wearing? The guy's <laughs> fucking
1: balling. And then, I'd imagine. Oh, good, good.
0: good buddy, good. Uh,
1: like those are his. Those protect his hands from pimp smacking. So, like, when he gets out, he fucking puts some powder on and just fucking gives Barbara one for not shutting up
0: (laughs) (laughs) so they continue to bicker as Johnny teases Barbara more about the horny undead coming I get her and Johnny then spots a man off in the distance while they're walking to the grave this man begins to to
1: now.
0: he's stumbling stumbling their way and as he gets closer he trips into Barbara and scares the shit out of her with his mumblings of how he's very sorry
1: I'm sorry sorry. I'm
2: sorry
0: Uh, then, as he walks off, we get to see this large bleeding head wound that he's sporting, and Johnny tries to call out and see if they can do anything to help this man. When suddenly, a zombie jumps up out of nowhere and attacks them both. Boom! I, jump scare. I,
2: I did like the beginning because this is this is a deviation from the original. Because in the original, it was just you know the zombie who is lumbering towards them. So you see the guy in the background, you're thinking, okay, here it comes, and then, oh, it's just a confused old
0: man with a head injury. Right? It's just kind of a, you know, red herring to throw you off the scent real quick, and then they fucking get you out of nowhere with a little jump scare.
1: Well done. Uh, Savini. Uh, uh, I don't know what I was going to say. Go ahead. Uh, Savini. surprise! There we go. So the zombie now pins Barbara
0: to the ground as Johnny tries his best to pull him off. Of her. She stabs him constantly with the metal stake from her fake cemetery flowers and accidentally hits Johnny in the hand one time. Johnny then eventually rustles the zombie away, but he trips over his own two feet and falls to the ground, breaking his neck and smashing his skull on the side of a tombstone, Dang. busting it wide open before just dying. Barbara freaks the fuck out, stamps the zombie one last time with her cheap-ass fucking cemetery flowers, and then heads back to the car, passing an empty casket and hearse along the way. Fun we got a kill, right? Uh, we do. That's our first kill.
1: Damn, yeah, number what,
2: one. So what do you guys Beaker. think of that, that effect overall? What's that, buddy? What'd you guys think of that effect?
0: Uh, oh, where we're, uh, uh Bill Mosley hits his, hits his head and snaps his neck? Yes, it actually looks pretty good in my opinion. I I agree. I mean, it
2: it I know I, I've heard a lot of people kind of poo poo it because it's a you know it's pretty clearly a dummy, but I think it's done well enough and it, like the hit. Looks legit. It's like, God damn, yeah, you're
0: dead. Yeah, they so definitely I, weighted that dummy down because or, or that or just they used the special product as the tombstone because it's not like he, he doesn't hit it and then bounce off of it, right? So it's either a weighted dummy or an actual fucking piece of granite rock that he that they bust him on. Either way though, I think it looks pretty good.
1: I agree. Uh can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay, cool. I thought I get disconnected for a second.
2: Unfortunately, yes, we can. <laughs>
1: uh um so i think you guys probably already tackled it it was a dummy head on the fucking real concrete yeah and a lot of that shit when they're fighting the zombie it's classic savani uh you you do you take like the rubber head with a real prop and then like the real head with a rubber prop you mix it up so you can't really tell the difference kind of thing yeah and we're back uh, so, I had to look up how to spell hearse. I, I apparently
0: had never tried to write or spell that word before, so that was interesting for me. H-U-R-S-T? H-E-A-R-S-E.
1: Well, fuck me. I
0: thought it was spelled like hearse, uh, similar to like Durst, like Fred Durst, Fred Hearst. Uh, but it's not. Uh, but anyway, moving on to the movie. Uh, my, my bad uh, grammar and spelling aside... Uh, Barbara sees a, another sharp-dressed man nearby as she calls out to him for help. But what she doesn't notice is that his bare ass. And for those of you that have called me out on it before, six minutes and seven seconds in, we get fucking hairy man ass. We and, get some uh, rock, Bill B- No Bill boobies. Moseley was, Bill Mosley was right, man. He's like they are horny and they are coming <laughs> for you, Barbara. No he boobies sure. in this movie. But we get a little, sure as hell get a lot of man ass.
1: Uh, Zombies. Straight stripping for the dick, dipping. Right?
0: He was fucking after Barbara's fucking uh, skinny ass, so it's hanging out the back of his fucking burial suit, which I which I thought was again neat. I didn't know, and I don't know if this is true or not. If they actually cut the suits down the back and fit them over the dead body, I just always assumed they just stood it up like a mannequin and just dressed it.
1: So, no, a uh, buddy's dad of mine was a fucking um, a funeral dresser at uh, the the joint in Collinsville up by the library. Yeah, that's how they used to do that. I did not wow. know that. I can vouch for that. I'm not going to name drop, though.
0: So as he lumbers towards the car, like a man doing the 4 a.m. boner pee-pee walk, which I'm sure we've all had to do sometime, uh, there you
2: go.
0: Uh, his suit falls off to reveal that he was recently prepped for burial and cremation, or not cremation, but embalming, and is likely the man from the nearby empty casket that she had passed by earlier. <laughs> As Barbara frantically searches for the keys, Zombie 1 grabs a rock and breaks the window because zombies can use tools, Marshall, Yes. And then tries to pull her out of it. During the kerfuffle, a typical woman driver here knocks the car into neutral and causes it to roll backwards down a hill where it crashes into a tree, thus accidentally saving her life and giving her the window an opportunity
1: for escape. So did you hear the whole story about this car and how it was like Tom Savani's old car? Yeah, this is a fun story. Oh, I'll I'll, soft, I'll softball it
0: over to you. Go ahead. Um, so uh, this was Tom Savani's one, like his first car he ever bought when he was making money. I want to say it's like a like a European import, like a Mercedes or something like that. I'm not 100 sure. I on think it
1: was Mercedes, but I think it uh, was.
0: And he was very sad to crash it. However, during filming, one of the locals uh, noticed that the airbags didn't deploy. And he sent in some footage uh, with it and was actually rewarded with a new car of his own because he called it out. <laughs> uh, S- Savani gives that on the uh, uh, little tidbit on the, on the commentary, so it's pretty cool. Nice. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Barbara then runs to a nearby farm, and after checking the barn for anyone and not seeing anybody, heads over to the farmhouse itself. After looking around a little bit, she notices some blood coming from upstairs before a severed hand falls down from the second floor landing immediately followed by Wilford Brumley zombie
2: <laughs> who does
0: a moonsault from the second floor. Like he's Matt Hardy at survivor series. Barbara manages to get out of the way and he face plants instead. And as he goes to run away, sorry, as she goes to run away, another zombie blocks the back door to get out. So she heads to the front porch. She then notices another zombie stumbling down the road, but beyond him is a truck that is hauling ass in her direction.
2: That zombie who is walking down the street right now, does he have some sort of deformity? Because or he's missing a nose, right? It's, it's his face just looks completely caved in, but like it looks like a birth defect.
0: You know, I'm like, Oh that poor bastard. Too much co- like too much cocaine. Right. you too get the caved co- in nose. He's got the just deflated got nose in. like uh like that dude uh, that used to be on uh Artie Lang. Artie Yeah, Artie Lang, thank you. Exactly. It's got he's got you deflated guys-
1: nose. Do you guys want a little trivia nugget? Sure. All right. So, you know, big boy who fucking did the the belly splash. The moonsault. Yeah. <laughs> the moonsault. Yes, thank you. So that dude was like Tom Savani's buddy who was a cop. And then uh he got in a motorcycle right prior to that. So, like, he broke all his fucking ribs and clavicle and shit, <laughs> like, a few months earlier. And the dude did his own stunt. Jesus. He just, when he... Yeah. When he falls down, you just see that big-ass,
0: like, walrus mustache, and I'm like, you just fucking look like Wilford Brimley. Like, anybody who has that mustache, I just immediately think Wilford Brimley, either diabetes or the thing.
2: Fun, fun trivia about R.U. Lang. You know how he broke his nose in a billion pieces? Nope. Apparently, him and his girlfriend were grinding up pills with a salt shaker. The salt shaker was cheap, and broken glass got mixed in with their drugs, and he snorted broken glass.
0: Oh, That's what I heard, man. God. God. Yeah, that's the fucking most gangster fucking thing I've ever heard for a drug addict.
1: (laughs) He fucking popped his
0: nose, dude. God damn.
2: Then not long after that, after he was suffering from that, he got punched in the face and broke his nose. And that's basically what caused it to collapse.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Don't do drugs, kids. (laughs) Or do, but don't be already lying.
0: Yeah, be responsible (laughs) about your drug use. We're not telling you not to use it. We're just saying be smart about it. Yeah. Uh, so back to our movie here. Uh, the truck that Barbara had seen is heading straight, uh, down the road for Captain Lang for Artie, Lang. Zombie, for Artie <laughs> Lang face and plows his ass out of the way. I uh, felt that hit. Oh my god! It looks so fun too. It, it I, I had to rewatch. It. I'm like, did did Tom's be just paralyze a guy on camera? Like, is that motherfucker head? This looks pretty fucking legit for like a hit and run. Like a fucking, like a Bruce Jenner kind of thing.
2: I do love how the guy driving the truck just goes, yeah, that's a zombie.
0: I hope. <laughs> he just I, said,
2: I sure hope that's a zombie. He
0: just said, fuck I, it. And then for those of you out listening, I did say Bruce Jenner. When he hit that old lady, he was still Bruce Jenner at the time. Hit so hard knocked her dick off. I'm not dead naming anybody here. Uh, so the driver, who we later learn his name is Ben, gets out complete, and I love this scene, complete with the crowbar that kind of hangs at his side, is an, an homage
1: to fucking Candyman, which I just you want to hear, you want to hear something fucking wild? Hit me. This movie came out two years before Candyman. Really? Yeah. I have at eleven thirty six. Because that's what I posted on the fucking uh the Instagram page, but nobody knew what it was. So whatever. I,
0: I honestly I thought that Candyman was eighty nine. I thought that uh
1: no, 92. or
0: whatever was ninety two. Uh <sighs> to
1: Google I, Pretty I sure
0: Candyman was ninety two. Man, I did I honestly didn't know that. I like Candyman, but I wouldn't say that I'm like the biggest fan. Not that I there's any wrong with it, just There's so many other things to watch. And I'm also closet racist. So (laughs) I just, I never like, you know, I just don't know a ton about the series. So I didn't know that. I actually thought that was an homage. So um, I know
1: it's kind of screwy.
0: Yeah. You know what? Instead, it's like a, like a foretelling of the future kind of thing. A foreshadowing of (laughs) Candyman. Calling me out. I like that. That's good. I didn't know that. That's fantastic though, because that's immediately what I thought when I saw that scene. I mean, yeah. So, as Ben gets out, he asks if anyone else uh, is in the house, and then he asks Barbara if she has any guns in there. She has a hard time answering, she's going through shock, and she breaks down crying, saying she doesn't know. So, Ben brings her back inside, but suddenly, another farm zombie moves in for the kill, and Ben pulls this sweet-ass fucking front-kick maneuver, which reminded me of, and I'm just not trying to profile here, but I'm just saying, it looked like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in The Game of Death, when he just fucking front-kicks Bruce Lee. Right in the chest Leaving that giant footprint on his chest Exactly that's what this reminded me of <laughs> But then in a fucking even sweeter move That Karim Badul jabbar could not pull off He grabs that fucking like, Iron casket, like iron skillet From the fucking stove Throws,
1: the, throws the bacon out
0: <laughs> Yeah it's like fucking bacon get out of here <laughs> And beats the shit out of that fucking zombie Right in the head with that frying pan And then tries to force it out the back door
1: Dude, he hits that motherfucker so hard, he slides out. I got another uh, nugget of trivia. This one's actually pretty fucking cool. So when Barbara walks up to the house, um, on the front of the house, there's a sign that reads, The M. Celeste. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys know about this? Uh Isn't nope. that the...
0: Uh, it's either the owner of the house, or it's a reference to someone from the original movie? Is that what it was? One or the other.
1: No, I, I got you, man. So the... Mary Celeste was this ghost ship they found out in the Atlantic in the eight, late 1800s. Oh. when the when the travelers boarded the vessel, they found like food still cooking, cigarettes and ashtrays still smoking. And it's so like you kind of get a vibe of that when Barb wa- or Babs, as I affectionately call her in this film, uh, walks in and you know, just kind of checks the the bacon still cooking and shit like that. So uh, there you go. That's kind of cool. This beef was brought to you by Nachos McWareful. So, uh, while all that's going on with
0: Ben now, meanwhile, we've got Barbara, who's chilling in the living room and just trying to fucking piece together what's happening to her, and she decides this is the time to arm herself with a fireplace poker, as Wolford Brimley again now sneaks up on her, but Barbara must have smelled the skull on his breath, because she fucking turns like she's fucking got the sixth sense and just starts beating the shit out of him and puts him down with a well-placed fucking head strike.
2: It's that ketoacidosis from uh, diabetes. It smells like fruit punch. Fruit punch. (laughs) Yeah, I'm telling you, diabetics are going through ketoacidosis.
1: Their their breath smells fruity,
0: sweet. It's because he died earlier of a stroke. Or uh, yeah, from a stroke, and he smells like eggs.
1: (laughs) He fucking died with a wad of big league chew in his mouth.
0: (laughs) So during this time, Ben is losing his fight. But takes one last chance and stabs the zombie in the brain with his crowbar, which ends the fight immediately. And he follows up with tossing his dead ass out the door and then locking it. Ben and I love this about this movie. They're very keen on making sure that they are checking all the boxes and locking the doors, uh, and showing yes. that they're actually locking the doors.
1: Ben then yeah, tries... but that window busted out that whole day anyway. Sorry, Go ahead. No, uh, You're ben, good. You're good.
0: Ben then tries to talk uh, to Barbara. Uh, who is definitely in shock at this point and not able to provide any useful information or answers to his questions um, when he fully introduces himself. And they then hear this noise as something is trying to open the front door. Ben goes outside to see that a couple more zombies have started to gather and you even see the Roadmaster broken back fucking like still kicking. And like, even though his fucking spine and legs are going one way and he's fucking just like Not having any of it, he's like, "I'm gonna get me that fucking driver and just just army crawling his way to fucking over to fucking Ben." I I love it so much.
2: The broken
0: back Roadmaster—that's the (laughs) best name for a zombie ever. (laughs) I broke back zombie, but Roadmaster—that's good. (laughs) Uh, He so Ben then decides to clean house. First, he takes care of the port zombie before dispatching the one that he ran over with his truck before he could call Allstate. And then follows up with the best Charlton Heston impression I have ever seen, and God damns the whole ah, world.
1: God damn you! You blew it up! You know, it's like, come on, Tony Todd, why are you even trying to do that? You know they're never going to nominate this fucking horror movie.
0: <laughs> is is
1: he
2: God
0: damning God? God damn you! God damn you! I think he said, maybe the second time he says, God damn you all? I forget.
1: He said, God damns yous! No, no, that's he, Jason he Jason. Is, Dude, he
2: is, he is selling it for the people in the cheap seats. <laughs> he is going
0: off. And I kind of loved it. It was good. It's good. Uh, in the intro, I talk about it. I'm like, hey, we finally, we finally find out that Tony Todd can act outside of just fucking stabbing people with a rusty hook. <laughs> so, know, uh, after going back inside now and then locking the front door, which I'd love to see, right? Not leaving that shit fucking wide open, which I have a big problem with. Haven't you
1: ever heard of
0: closing a goddamn door? Right? This isn't the fucking minor 49er here. <laughs> uh, he, yeah. oh, ben then explains to Barbara that his truck is
1: running on empty, running long, running blind.
0: that, uh, Jackson Brown for you? Nobody? Come on. That's, that's a solid <laughs> joke. Fuck you guys. Sorry, buddy. And I was nah. hitting all the notes, man. Simon Jackson Cowley Brown, I,
2: I, I saw him with Dom Petty. Not a huge fan.
0: Uh, what? Really? Yeah. What were you I
1: hitting not those notes like, with? Like,
0: staying just a little bit longer. Please, please, please. No? Oh, man, I love Jackson Brown. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, I'm great. You guys don't recognize talent. That's not your fault. <laughs> Uh, they cannot take the chance of using the truck and risk it running out of gas in the middle of nowhere. So what Ben says is they need to stay put and hope that help comes for them. Uh, they get more acquainted with the, with each other, and Ben tells her to keep it together, stay strong, fight to stay alive, and be with him, right? Just He gives her, like, a fucking locker room pep talk. Yeah, he does. Like, this is Coach Carter or fucking Miracle on Ice.
2: Yeah, he, he really, like, breaks it down for her. Use,
0: use the fear. Use it to stay alive. Usually. I know you think dark. Yeah, I know you can fight if you have to, right? That's he awesome. he gets her good, and I like that. That's a pretty cool scene because we see a change in Barbara later.
1: Because it yeah. fucking worked. Uh, so uh, as the night moves in, uh, no, you no. mean we are finally entering the night of the living dead? <laughs> Stepping all over my Bob Seger joke, but
0: whatever. Ben, looking around uh, the house for some supplies now, while Barbara is trying to clean up her dead zombie mess that she had left in the living room, he explains that the truck he was in has a radio, but no one really knew what was going on outside. It was just a lot of trash talk. Let me
1: uh, don't know let what me was causing real this. quick. Sure. All right. So, Ben, same thing. He says there's a radio in the truck, but it's stuck on Fox News, and all he's heard is fake <laughs> news. He said that one guy said it was a hoax spread by the Democrats. Another guy said it was a virus from China uh, China, China uh, spread by eating bat wings, but they don't know shit. The third guy said that it was actually caused from
0: injecting disinfectant into your veins and eating sunlight. <laughs> and Putting a glow stick up your butthole. It was a one-two combo. Um, so uh, in, in actuality in the movie, one person had explained it on the radio as it was actually just escaped prisoners going insane. Another said that it was a chemical spill that was causing people to act nuts.
1: I what? heard it was Juggalos.
0: <laughs> the gathering had gotten loose, uh, but none of that had explained how people have been shot to death or broken necks and are still moving around after dying. Which I thought was a really cool, uh, like, line there, and I thought it was going to be a callback to Johnny showing up as a zombie leader, right, with his broken neck. But you, you never get
1: to see Bill Mosley again. I know that's so, a- no, That you- kind of bummed me out. You totally see him twice. What when? Well- yeah, so okay. There's one scene uh, where he's walking behind the barn, like when they're when they're checking um, to uh, what was it, Uncle Reese or Reggie or Regis or Regis Feldman? Uncle, Uncle Regis Reed. Fieldman. Uncle Reg. Uncle, Reed. Uncle, Reed. Uncle, Reed. Uncle Reed. All right. Yeah. Johnny comes from behind the. Is, is that a shed or an outhouse? And then later on when she gets put in the truck, they plop her right You next see her. Down. Yeah, you see his corpse, yeah. The Johnny. So I know the corpse later, but I
0: never saw him walking. I did not recognize him.
1: Yeah, because nor, nor, nor did I. Nor did I. Barbara puts... What, because he even has the fucking... Um, no, no, I'm an idiot. It was the fucking graveyard zombie who has the flower sticking out of his chest. Okay, yeah. I was going to say,
0: I didn't... You don't see him again. I, I looked for him, like, hard. And I had to watch this movie three times. I usually do a two-view, a two view, right? I watch it, then I watch it again and make the script. However, my big, dumb, stupid ass uh, accidentally uh, saved over a template. So when I was going to clean up, I clicked Save and then deleted the entire script. Yay! Man. Cool. So I had to Me watch too. it a third time today, um, which wasn't a big deal, but I had to rewrite the script. And I was like, I'm definitely going to keep an eye out for this guy. And I didn't see him until the end scene. Uh, which thanks for fucking ruining that fucking surprise sure spoiler that. alert <sighs> so as Ben is explaining all this um, about the zombies coming back from the dead uh, he then explains the carnage that he saw at a diner before he made it to the farmhouse and how some local boy was shooting the undead with an N16 rifle but they just what kept coming one? until he, those hot shit guns right until he finally hit it in the head where it went down for good. And then he tells Barbara that damaging it in the head or destroying the brain is the only real way
1: to stop them. Did you guys kind of catch that? Uh, you remember the intro for the, oriz- uh, the original Resident Evil three? That kind of remind you of uh, that diner scene. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: so Ben then continues to rummage around the house uh, and find some ammo. So he decides to go upstairs and look for the guns that it goes to. At the top of the stairs, he finds a twenty-two rifle in the hand of a uh, the person who is not, uh, missing the arm that Satchel. fell on Barbara later. Satchel. Cousin Satchel. Um, uh, when Barbara starts to scream downstairs, Ben comes a-running and finds Tom Bittner equipped with a plus-five shotgun and Harry Cooper equipped with a plus-three bat who have just come up from the cellar <laughs> of the house. Tom explains that they uh, also have Helen Cooper, Sarah Cooper, Alice Cooper, uh, and the rest of his band. As <laughs> Mr. <well> as, Cooper. <laughs> as well as a young woman named Judy Rose Larson down there with them, too. Harry Judy then, Rose! Harry then gets pissed off and demands on knowing who the fuck they are. After some hostile introductions, uh, Ben asked why they didn't come up uh, at when they uh, and help earlier, right, when they were beating the shit off the fucking zombies... Sorry, beating off the zombies. Yes. And Harry says he can't see through walls, but maybe Ben can. And all they heard was just some banging around. Tom! And he thought, he thought, hey, if you're beating those zombies, just let them finish. Yeah. Then we'll come up and introduce ourselves. Yeah, I just call people beating some zombies off. No <laughs> big
2: deal. Uh, it's, <laughs> just poli- it's just a polite thing to do. Right? you didn't beat off, you wait till you finish. Give them some space. Then you come and introduce yourself.
0: Right? It's going to be a <laughs> sticky mess, but hey, it's better than walking into the middle of it. Right, <laughs> So t- I love Tom here because he just straight up fucking contradicts everything that fucking Harry just <laughs> said. And Harry gives him the fucking like death stare.
1: That's like every look Cooper has in this movie is just the most fucking intense, like full eyeball. You can just I hate the dude's fucking face.
0: It's the kind of <laughs> look that my wife gives me when we go to her work Christmas parties. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? My name's Eric Davies. I'm Melody's husband. What's your favorite racial slur? I'll use it in a sentence.
2: <laughs> this Cooper's face is at stink face level ten at all times. <laughs> he he has no inflection. He's at ten and he stays at a ten.
1: He does never comes
2: He doesn't start off a little slow, like a like a three or four, and then build up. No.
1: He's always at ten. That knob got broke off at 11 and you can't change the channel. It's just, that's the whole fucking movie. What is up with the sexual tension between him and Ben? I was like, are you guys going to fight or fuck or both? Right. A little bit of fucking (laughs) both, right? Some, some fuck fighting. So Tom
0: contradicts him and says that they did hear Barbara actually cry out for help, but they were just too scared to come up.
1: Uh, We were just scared.
0: That's all. Tom also explains that this is in fact his uncle's house, and him and Judy came to check on them after hearing reports of what was going on on the radio. When Mister Cooper then showed up to hang out uh, and was looking hanging for, with the Cooper, right, and looking for some shelter for his wife and injured daughter. Ben and Harry then continue to be hostile to each other when they both try to explain how they came to be at the farmhouse. And I love how like just pissed off they both are, and Ben just looks like a normal business guy right but fucking harry's
1: clearly in a tuxedo yeah he, he has his cumberbatch on the whole time right He's zombie f- apocalypse cumberbatch is coming off i'm sorry guys
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah it looks like they're on their way to some toy party Fucking or wedding or, ball right,
1: <laughs> right. everyone's <laughs> sure. dressed pretty nice uh harry that's his daughter sorry i gotta i gotta his fucking 27-year-old daughter is dressed like a fucking baby doll. What is that? You don't like the yellow dress with the pigtails and
2: the, the little bow in the hair?
1: I mean, is she like a stripper or something, and they had to pick her up mid-act? <laughs> or what's the <laughs> heck's going on, you know? So,
0: um, Harry tells Ben that his car broke down somewhere on the highway, and they walked to the farm. And Ben explains that his truck, he drove here in his truck, but it's out of gas. Uh, hanging with Mr. Cooper tells him that Evan City is only five miles away and they can fucking make it on fumes, but Ben says make it on fumes. that it's a fucking war zone there, he came from there, and that it's not a good idea to head there for help. Tom then tells him that his uncle has a gas pump out by the shed, but Tom doesn't know where the fucking key is for it. Ben insists that they need to stay put and form a plan, but Harry insists that they need to head down to the fucking cellar and lock in. Helen... Meanwhile, keeps calling out for Harry the entire time to find out what the hell's going on upstairs, and he loses his shit. Starts yelling at her to chill the fuck out when Ben decides that fucking enough is enough, and he tells him, obviously you don't like me, and I don't like you, so let's just stay out of each other's way.
2: They get yes. up on the wrong foot real fast, real hard, right? I don't think I've ever had a situation personally where I hate a person that quick. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've been around some people. I'm like, you know, like fucking like this guy. But I kind of keep it cool in an emergency situation. It's probably the best time to keep her cool instead of like after 3 minutes of meeting a person saying I don't like you, Koopa, and I don't think you don't like me. So why we stay the fuck
0: out each other's way? No shit, right? I fucking Let's do go a podcast let's every other th- week with a guy that I fucking can't stand, but I get
1: So it. let's go to the bathroom and suck each other's dicks off. <laughs> also
0: that beat off meditation. contest, you and me, whoever comes first loses.
1: <laughs> you break eye contact.
2: Whoever, whoever comes first has to go in the golden <laughs>
0: We're going to settle this the old Navy guy.
1: First guy to die, loses. Well, first round starts with an elephant walk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Tom then continues on with his story about Sarah being hurt and how his uncle had died, uh, but then somehow fucking came back to life and attacked them uh, before his cousin then, being so upset of being attacked by his own father, committed suicide. So now Arnold with the shotgun... He couldn't bring himself to shoot his uncle, uh, so they came up with the idea then to hide in the cellar. And I love it because, like, you know, Tom's like, it was my idea to hide in the cellar. And fucking Harry's, like, chiming in, like, it's a good idea. Uh, Shut the Cooper, fuck up, Harry. Cooper is a straight piece of shit. So, as he finishes his story, uh, Babara looks out the window to see that more zombies have now shown up, and Harry urges them to get into the cellar. But Ben says, no, it's a death trap. He says what they need to do is board up the windows and defend the house while Harry just continues to argue. Ben is now fucking fed up fully and decides that we're just getting segregated here. Uh, Separate (laughs) separate but equal. Uh, And Ben says that he's the boss up here while Harry's the boss down there and they can go hide if they want. Tom then decides to grab Judy Rose and tell her to help out, while Harry warns them that he is locking the door and not letting them down there, no matter how much they beg for it.
1: I'm sorry, man. If I were Tommy, I'd have to fucking flex my dick and be like, look, motherfucker, this is my house. Welcome to my house. It's my house, and if you don't like it, you can get the fuck out. (laughs) Woman He
0: looked up at me and he said, Goony Goo Goo. I said, your wife's a Bigfoot, isn't she, Gus? Goony Goo Goo,
1: motherfucker. (laughs) His kids, Sasquatches. (laughs) Eddie Murphy, I'm so drunk.
0: Um, While the upstairs crew is uh, working to fortify the house uh, to give it plus 10 armor, we see Helen (laughs) sitting by the injured Sarah, who is not moving. Harry then tells his wife, uh, Helen that uh, they've uh, both guns have now somehow made it upstairs and uh, that they now <laughs> need to stay put uh, because Harry is not good at fucking keeping his hands on those things. Uh, and they are not opening that door no matter how much they fucking beg. He continues to bitch about the yo-yos upstairs. And he uses that phrase constantly in this. Yeah,
2: uh, yo-yos. Uh,
0: while Helen is insistent, they need to get stared at the doctor soon uh, as the upstairs gang continues their construction project. Uh, Barbara notices that now even more fucking zombies have shown up, but they seem to be moving very slow. And if they wanted to, they could just oh, run God. right past them or shoot their way to freedom. Ben, here's, here's uh, the
2: part where they're they're trying to portray Barbara as being a little rattled, a little wacky, you know, like Judy Rose, is like is she crazy, you know, when she's <laughs> talking about this stuff? But she seems very logical. Very calm, very composed. I don't think they did a good job of making her scene rattled or loopy or crazy. Yeah, she really gives it. Makes a a, lot of fucking sense.
0: Yeah, she does. It's very much like, look, they're slow. Let's shoot our way to freedom. Because Ben even's like, yeah, I want to get out of here, but I think we should at least stay because I would, I would have changed the line to like, we need to fucking stay till daylight, right? Like, let's not run around in the dark.
1: Um, Or the Dawn (laughs) of
0: the (laughs) (laughs) But, like, yeah, I feel like she's really keeping her composure
1: here. You know, she's a stark contrast to Barbara in the original who just won Catatonic.
0: Yeah. So Ben agrees that he does want to get the hell out of there, but he doubles down on staying put, at least for right now. The zombies now have started to break through some of the barricades as the crew continues to keep boarding up the entrances and the windows with doors and tabletops, uh, but the fortifications are now starting to hold. And I, I like this because they're they're using whatever they can, right? It's very realistic. Like, you see a hammer and all the nails. Then everybody else is using, like, a fucking meat tenderizer. Yes. The, 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 the broadside of a wrench. Like, you know... That's pretty. I like that a lot. That's like thinking too. on your feet. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, we just happen to have all this construction equipment around, which they could have easily done because later on we'll talk about what's going on upstairs. Um, but like,
1: I, I, you know, I gotta jump in real quick. I thought that was pretty. Why, cool. is, why is it in every movie when they're barricading windows, they have to do it at like a fucking forty-five degree angle? You know, why can't you just put the boards on level? And then build, like, a proper fucking barricade. Not like some fucking, I I get it, you're in a panic, you're in a hurry. But you can still do a good job, goddammit.
0: Because it it doesn't
1: look as cool.
0: Yeah, and take your hand and cover cover half your phone and then turn it sideways. You probably are covering an extra 20% more just by doing it. And they're trying to get surface area, right? It's not just a straight across thing. Especially since they're working with limited products. Uh, That's just my guess here.
2: You make a good point.
0: So now Ben and Tom have then headed upstairs to look for more wood, but they're coming up short as they uh, uh, Ben notices that most of the upstairs has been renovated, uh, and the new material is like just that fucking cheap particle board shit. And uh, Tom's like, "Oh no, it'll hold," and Ben's like, "Fucking punching through it like boom!" Goes, Goddamn Superman! He's like, "No, it won't."
2: It's yeah, so I, lo- I do love this scene because Tony Todd, for pretty much until this point. Everything he's done is, been, God damn you, Fuck you, Cooper, come on, Tommy, let's go. you know he's just like he's really intense, and then he smashes his hand through the door and calmly says, No good,
0: <laughs> and this is where I said they could have easily like tossed aside or explained away like they having them having a infinite number of tools to utilize uh, in their construction project, but they don't right they're just like Meat tenderizer, one hammer, a right. wrench. Like right. it's not just like oh, they've got drills and a fucking nail gun and an air compressor. Like they they keep it very fucking minimal and low key, and I I love that.
2: Well, shit, you see Uncle Reed, you think that motherfucker can spring an
0: <laughs> air gun or air, nail guns and compress air? <laughs> so, while they're doing this upstairs, Tom then f- finds the TV and sees if they can get any news signals on there, but only oh. the emergency broadcast signal is being sent out right now. Uh, That's Tom, not what I had in my version. Well, Tom then I... notes that uh, they uh, will be broadcasting uh, soon, but they don't give a time frame. What do you have in your version?
1: See, my version was all fucked up. It's so Tom, Tom and Tony or uh, Tom and Ben go upstairs and uh, Tommy finds the TV and he turns it on. And there's a news broadcast showing a bunch of people protesting and waving guns around because they can't go to Applebee's or get their hair cut. Uh, the, The broadcast tells them that they should stay inside. And if you have to go outside, at least stay six feet away from other people because the pathogen is airborne and you don't want to spread that to friends or loved ones. And if they have to go in public, they should wear masks. So, no? <laughs>
0: I didn't have that in mind. I guess that that's the European cut. It's just where you are own. watching
1: CNN at the time. Romero is so topical from beyond the grave that it still holds up fucking 30 some odd years later. God damn, Romero would be having a fucking blast right now if he were still alive. He would,
0: they'd be all over this shit.
1: 100, 100, 100%. Uh, so, Full Moon has a fucking coronavirus movie out right now what? Corona Zombies wasted no time
2: let me guess it's basically just a
1: rehash of uh, zombie decadence or strippers <laughs> or zombies they just you know it like is COVID-19 <laughs> it's actually uh, Nightmare City and then uh, fucking half of yeah the stripper zombie movie
2: yeah with, with just, like a pinch of evil bong thrown in there
1: Charles you motherfucker these ones are a podcast. <laughs> so,
0: <sighs> while they're upstairs, Tom remembers that the old doors that they took away during the renovation have been stored downstairs in the cellar. And Ben's like, fuck. Let's go, motherfucker. As we cut to Harry and Helen, who are still downstairs and still fucking arguing, Tom politely knocks on the door and uh, asks to be let in so they can grab the doors. That, you know, that are being stored down there. But he just ignores them. Uh, Helen tries to explain to Harry that they need to let him in. Harry smacks her around for her efforts. So Ben threatens that if he doesn't open it, he's just gonna blast that motherfucker open with a shotgun. Uh, before counting to three, like he's dealing with a fucking child, uh, when (laughs) Harry
1: decides that he's just gonna fucking, you know, give in and fucking, you know, open the door. So what I wanted to see is that because they were doing the slow count and fucking Cooper's taking his sweet-ass time going upstairs. So when he's unlocking the door, it hits three. Then he just gets ripped in half. Did <laughs> you get results with shotguns. You do.
0: So Tom uh, goes downstairs and grabs the doors as Ben and Harry continue to argue more until Judy tells him to shut the fuck up or get the fuck out. And at this point, I'm like, thank you. Finally, somebody's like... You're not helping. Helping or hurting, Ben. Helping or hurting.
2: Judy Rose puts her pussy down and just says, hey, this is my fucking house. We, if we didn't let you in, what'd you
1: think? So we'll kick you all out. Yeah, this is Tom's God house at my house.
0: Fucking get yeah. out if you don't like it.
1: If you don't like it, you can get the fuck out. <laughs> also, this is the only time Judy Rose isn't terrible in this movie.
0: Right. No, she's kind of a
1: background character
0: uh, up until this point where she just really you, kicks it into gear. But
1: Oh, you mean where she spends uh, 90% of her screen time screaming? Yeah, she, she goes right back into
0: the background, too.
1: Yeah, so, Tom, that scream got really old on the second and third rewatch.
0: Tom, at this point, tries to reason with everybody and just hug it out uh, when Harry says that he cannot risk his daughter's life. This is where Ben decides that he wants to go into the cellar and check on her and Helen for the very first time. And Helen says that he, that she, that Sarah, was bit on the arm by one of the zombies uh, while they were making their way to the farmhouse and that she has
1: fallen ill. Did you kind of catch that exchange between Helen and uh, Ben? It's like, uh, you fucking, you want to get up on this this fucking Pringles can dick? You want to get down on this fucking black maglite, honey? You know, because Cooper's a dick. (laughs)
0: So Ben tells, kind of gets a little shitty. I think he's meanting it directly at Harry, but he says it to the whole group. He's like, since you're not doing anything, maybe you can help by
1: looking for the keys to the fuel pump. Yeah, he says, hey, Cooper. I mean, because we have Mrs. Cooper, deceased daughter Cooper, and uh, Harry. Is it Harry?
0: Yeah, Harry pair of testicles. So Helen gets excited now uh, as Harry fills her in about how Ben had gotten there and the possibility of escaping in a truck. She goes upstairs to look for the keys herself. Despite Ben's uh, persistence, that she does not when the zombies have started to break in through some of the windows, Tom struggles to hold one back while another breaks in a different window in another room. So Barbara shoots it in the back of the head. Judy recognizes him as Mr. McCready, Mr. Magruder, M- Magruder. Sorry. And t- uh, uh, Barbara Don't points out that the this man was in fact dead before she shot him in the head. Uh, and that Tom says it was just like his uncle coming back to life, but Harry refuses to believe any of that shit that's going on. That these aren't the undead coming back to life. When another zombie breaks in before they can board at the window, so uh, Barbara—that is not a—that is not a
2: zombie that comes in. That second zombie that comes in—that is Dalsum from Street Fighter Two. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit!
0: He was just looking for uh, a safe place to to hang out and stretch his arms.
2: He's like, dude, Zangief is after me. I don't know what the fuck's going on. (laughs) Good thing they fucking shot him.
1: Good thing they shot him before he started doing some yoga fire and shit (laughs) like that. Because that is Um, the
2: most (laughs) dowsom-looking fucking person I've ever seen. Ever. When they did Street Fighter, the movie, they should have cast that guy as (laughs) dowsom. Because holy God, he just comes in wearing a diaper with no clothes and just goes, like, starts wiggling back and forth.
1: Yeah,
0: like Nacho said, I'm waiting for a
1: yoga fire
0: out. Of yeah, and you're telling me this guy's hanging out in the middle of, like, Nowheresville, Kentucky? I don't think so.
1: <laughs> He's on the fucking lamb from uh, M. Bison and his crew.
0: <laughs> I'm all for diversity here, Savini, but uh, there's no way this guy's hanging out in that part of the country.
1: Yeah, it was so great, too. This is one
2: of my favorite scenes. Take it away,
0: CJ. <laughs> So as the zombie breaks in and fucking Barbara uses this as an opportunity to show everybody that they are, in fact, the undead brought back to life, shooting him one, two, three fucking times. He's like, is he dead? Is he dead? Is he dead? And clearly are losing thing it. is just fucking coming. Yeah, Tony Todd's like, you're losing it. For she fucking puts a fourth one in his fucking dome, which downs it for good. And then Harry has to now fucking accept the impossible. Bloody I woman.
2: love that scene. That scene has stuck in my head since I was a kid. It's it's terrifying. It's powerful. It empowers a woman. It's such a great scene. It's so much fun. Uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes in all of horror movies.
1: Dude, she straight drops the microphone and walks out of the room. Cooper tries to say something. Fuck you, Cooper, shut up. Pussy runs this room. <laughs> This is a great scene because this is where
0: you get the full change for Barbara. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, and I mean, literally because like right before this, she actually changed clothes into more of a fucking a less of a funeral attire, you know, dress shirt and skirt kind of thing, or dress pants or something like that, into like uh fucking like cotton button down and some like khakis. She's wearing a husband
1: beater and khakis. Right. <laughs> the room is literally drowning in symbolism right in that scene <laughs> so
0: uh our two live crew now continues their efforts while harry sneaks upstairs as he hears the fucking news reporting actually going on in the tv at this time uh he gets no more info than what ben had already provided uh with the I, news i actually have stating, i have a thing about that uh stating that uh uh, the uh, scientists at Berkeley claim that the undead have been rising back from the grave. And Harry starts to look concerned uh, where he says, but coincidentally over in Atlanta, the CDC, they're claiming that that's not possible. It's just people reacting strangely to whatever uh, epidemic is going on. And then he like, looks like, like very, just like, please like, okay, that makes sense. Uh, and there are still conflicting stories. We hear the chemical leak. We hear the prisoner outbreak. Um, we hear stuff from space, uh, which is kind of a throwback to the original um, Venus Gas from the first one.
2: Which, yeah, yeah.
0: Which was kind of neat. Um, and I believe that the reporter on on screen at this time uh, was the original television reporter in the 1968
2: one. I do that- love that they did mention reports out of the University of Stockton, California. Stockton, California. You guys know anything about Stockton?
1: No idea, bud.
2: Okay, do you know the UFC fighter Nate Diaz or Nick Diaz?
1: I I don't. I've heard of Nick Diaz.
2: These are some of the most gangster, Hispanic, badass motherfuckers. And they're from a shitty place called Stockton. (laughs) When I heard him say Stockton, I'm like, Oh, you mean the University of Slap You Upside the Head Stockton? Son of a bitch! I was if, if you don't understand who where where who Nick and Nate Diaz are, the impact of that joke is not gonna land. Because holy shit. I laughed my ass off when I heard that.
0: Uh no, did you... I did not know that.
2: Oh they it's 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 uh I think it's a six not six one nine. Oh well. Fuck it. I don't care. Hilarious. Hilarious for me.
1: So I actually had a different scene um, when Harry goes upstairs to turn on the TV uh, or when he hears the fucking, you know, the news going on, he goes upstairs and uh, he sees a woman is outraged that she can't go to church with people and she keeps screaming at the newscaster that she's bathed in the blood of Jesus Christ and uh, demons out. Demon or uh, ghost blood will magically protect you from viruses and science, but then he unplugs the TV and brings it downstairs. <laughs> so it was just, it's weird. I don't, I don't, The copies must've been fucked up or something.
0: Ben decides that he loves this television and he wants to take it with him, uh, presumably into the cellar now. <laughs> Um, but as he is sneaking off down, like, through the, like, main level of the house, Ben catches him, and they start to fight. Uh, they fight over the TV, which gets dropped down the basement stairs and breaks with fucking Ben claiming that he was trying to sneak away with the fucking TV, with basically Harry coming up with a lie on the spot that says, why would I fucking take the TV downstairs, you dumb shit, I'm not gonna get any signal down there, it's like, yeah, but you happen to be ass into a piece of shit of the basement already like what are you just doing like letting your ass pull off, the cellar wind like what was going on right there like clearly that's where you're going
1: man real talk i, I don't want to say it but i'm actually gonna side with cooper on this what if he was legit just bringing it downstairs so everybody could be updated very very well could be
2: <laughs> this is the weird part is that it's just a very dated reference because he goes, you don't get a reception down on the cellar. Yes, kids, you had to have bunny ears to have right. reception to receive a signal for your television.
0: And if you were that far in the country, you uh, had your parents had crumpled a bunch of tinfoil around those bunny ears to help add to it. It did nothing, but uh, it made people feel better.
1: And you put the two pennies behind the fucking uh, cable box so you can see a zigzag uh, rainbow nipple every now and again. So- <laughs>
0: So, uh, as that's all going on, they are now interrupted by Barbara, who just straight up fucking unlocks the back door and goes out like the fucking bad bitch she is. She is straight
1: ram, bitch.
0: Right? Judy and Helen then decide uh, that while they're out there, they're going to check the dead uncle for the keys to the fuel pump while Barbara is contemplating making a run for it, but instead they all go back inside since Judy has now found the keys to the pump in the uncle's pocket. As... Even more zombies have shown up now. Ben tells everyone that him and Tom are going to make a break for the pump while Barbara stays behind with Judy just in case Harry the prick decides that uh, he's going to lock everybody else just for the fucking fun of it and leave them all for dead. Judy, somehow, the fucking word wizard that she is, convinces uh, Ben and Tom that getting gas is somehow a three-man operation. Uh, One to drive the truck, one to pump the gas, and one to shoot the zombies. Which sure, I'm behind that. It it, it makes sense, but I'm just like, I've never heard of getting gas as a three-man operation. Because here's the thing, when you go get gas with no zombies, is it a two-man operation? One to drive the car and one to pump the gas?
1: I don't think so, but I get it in this situation, but it just made me chuckle. You know what fucks me up? Like the Judy Rose can drive. It's like, did women not, or women not allowed to drive in the nineties? Dad I, owned a trucking something? company. She's been driving since she was a kid. It's
0: right?
2: like it's like a throwback to nineteen sixty eight. You know, it's like, well, no, Judy Rose can drive because maybe nineteen sixty eight, not a lot of women drove. I I, it, I just wish they'd be like Judy Rose is a race car driver down in Stockyard.
0: Well, I don't mean to point out the obvious, but apparently
1: Barbara can't since she only knows neutral and backwards. Um, bow, 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 bow. Yes. Now, if Judy Rose is as good as screaming as she is driving, <laughs> maybe offense <a> fence would <laughs> have uh, went down a little differently.
0: Well, I'll tell you right now that Judy is not. As she struggles for several minutes just to get the truck started, uh, while Ben uh, holds off.
1: You c- you the- can't fault that on her. That's just shitty machinery.
0: They're on fumes. Ben holds the the many zombies off with this fucking torch. And I love that there's a scene where there's a big group of them, and he fucking holds the torch out, and, like, one of them clearly, like, rears
1: back like he's Frankenstein, just hiding. The way he recoils! (sighs) That's my fucking favorite! They used to show that on the uh, Monster Vision, or, like, 100% Weird. That was always in the fucking TV clip. That fucking... It's, like... Okay, zombie, you know, everybody just calm down. Don't overreact. And this dude's like, I went to Juilliard. He's like, whoa. <laughs> like, this extra is just trying to be picked up
0: as a fucking understudy for any of the fucking main cast at this point. He's like, but so it worked. Really We're good. Talking, to sell about
1: him now. talking about it fucking 30 <laughs> years later. Dude Fire. did a good job. Uh, yeah.
0: And I love all he's doing this fucking Ben swinging the fucking torch around, which is basically just a table <laughs> leg move. And yes. he accidentally sets the house on fire and then with like yes. one swift fucking motion puts it out with his hand, like his bare hand. <laughs> That's badass. Like <laughs> you a swaller. fucking <laughs> storm just summoning the wind. Whoosh, it's out. I'm like, damn, that was cool.
1: By the power yeah. of Tony Todd's bitch slap. <laughs> 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 um,
0: so, and at this time, where the fuck's Tom with his support, right? They cut to him and he like shoots at like one or two zombies. we where fucking Ben is just melee attacking
1: like 30 at a time. It's straight up, Tony Todd is fucking Frank West from Dead Rising in that shit. I swear to God, he's, like, fucking grabbing people and, like, you know, fucking spinning them around like a helicopter, throwing them to the crowd. I was waiting on him for, like, to just run through the crowd on, like, zombies' shoulders and heads and shit. I
0: got one better. Here's what's happening. Ben is the Chris Redfield from Resident Evil Part 5, and Tom is Sheva. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and the zombies are the boulder he's punching, right? Is that where we're
0: going with this? Because fucking Sheva's just sitting there doing shit while fucking Chris is just melee boulder punching everything.
1: He's just using up
0: all the fucking fade
1: spray. <laughs> right? It's like, Sheva, we're in a crowd, you know, a group of zombies in front of your or Plaguses or whatever. And she's just like, Z- fucking sniper rifle. Sniper? Like, it's no, like I... five feet from range, it's like, sniper rifle. No scope! Did you <laughs> I do
0: love...
2: love I had a friend of mine who was like, what's Fade Spray? And I'm like, it's like F period aid spray.
0: What's
1: Fade Spray?
0: What's Fade Spray?
1: <laughs> that's good. Did you catch You, you catch the part spray? where fucking Tony Todd does the Sonic the Hedgehog uh, spin dash through the fucking zombies, man? Yeah, like he fucking rolls down into him, Right. I think that's when it's, it's coming later.
0: Oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah, it's not it's not in this scene, but he does do that, yes. He holds down B, just... It's, yeah, it, it, but it is coming right up. So, um, while all that's fucking going on, Judy finally gets the fucking truck started, and all three of them make it for the pump, when Ben fucking Sonic the Hedgehog rolls out of the back of the truck, as fucking Judy's just fucking drifting around the side, like she's the kid for fucking Sling Blade. Tom then tells her to go back for, for Ben, but after they gas up the truck, but unfortunately, as he's fucking trying to work the lock, he realizes that he has the wrong keys to the lock, and they will not work. So he gets the super good idea to shoot the lock off from point-blank range with the shotgun, which ends up in a fantastic giant explosion, killing him and Judy, while Ben watches from his favorite spot on the lawn.
2: And I think Ben spoke for us all as he's running up towards going, What the hell are you doing? as he's aiming the shotgun at the gas pump. And Ross is like, Huh? Shut
1: yeah, up. she's deaf as shit. But Judy Rawls on set he fell out. Why didn't you tell me? I don't know. Why didn't you roll the fucking window down, you stupid bitch? Fuck.
0: I'm pretty sure it was down. Oh.
2: Here's oh they show a thing. scene, they show a scene of her driving, and you can clearly hear. Him yelling, me Rose, go back for Ben!" It's just like a woman,
1: just choosing what to hear. Uh, so, I'm okay with all of that. Uh, here's the part that gets me. He shoots the fucking gas pump. That's fine. Everything works out great, except for it's the torch in the back of the truck is what ignites them. Not like a spark from the fucking shooting the gas pump. That worked out fine. It was the torch that was their downfall.
0: Wasn't I, I didn't notice that? Maybe it was it, like a gas spray, like the, it sprayed out. Because yes, you know, that's yeah. what it was.
2: No, and, and you're right, Nachos. It was, it was, it was the Tony Todd's uh, torch in the back. Because when you movie was, torch he threw it in the back, yet they showed the gas splash on it, make caused the explosion. It's not a spark because yeah, it's 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 from what I understand, man, it's incredibly difficult or almost impossible to start a fire from a spark on gasoline.
1: I know what you can't do with the cigarette. The movies have lied to us, boys.
0: We should make I don't it know. less
1: likely from a spark.
0: I'm not a gasologist.
1: Well, one day.
0: So, with only uh, Barbara now left in the house by are herself. Are you telling
1: me uh, we don't have two
0: deaths? We with... don't have death
1: oh, two and yeah. three?
0: Death two and three, I'm sorry.
1: Judy Rose and Tommy, now we're cooking with gas? <laughs> <laughs> fucking Bugs Bunny, that shit.
0: So, Barbara and the Coopers are the only ones back uh, as, they, uh, as Harry and Helen head back to the cellar uh, as Barbara herself tries to provide cover fire for Ben, who is still alive and tries to make his way back to the house. Harry then tells Helen to get back to the cellar herself while she finds uh, she, and she makes her way down there and she finds that Sarah is now missing. She's been laying in this same spot all night um, but she is no longer there now, like the little rag that they had, like, you know, plugging her arm injuries just there and bloody. As Sarah then goes, I'm sorry, as Helen then goes to look for her darda, uh, Sarah stumbles around the corner as a zombie and pins her mom against the wall and bites her throat out. And I love this scene because blood splatters on the wall and it covers like an old, like. Troll tr- Yeah, that, that like that was, in, you know, what was used. You, you get this. From the yep. nineteen sixty eight version when they go down and the daughter is just killing her parents with that fucking that trial thing. Like that's really
1: cool. Alright
0: you guys know kinda... the braces also?
1: Yeah, dude, her mouth that was that was I don't know. How old is that kid? In between twenty seven and fucking thirteen or I, I think don't know. she's supposed to be like thirteen or four I'd slap him I could slap him straight if she needed.
2: <laughs> but I, I like the braces. The, the the addition of the braces on the, the zombie
0: is perfect. And All this right, was so a I... very cool scene. It's you knew that it was going to happen, but uh, you you expected the original kind of death thing. And this was very fun, um, which, which is great because um, it's kind of the opposite. As we're earlier, we saw a zombie use a rock as a tool, Marshall, uh, in this aspect, instead of the 1968 <laughs> version, where Sarah is using a tool to kill her parents. She is, in fact, just using her zombie, you know instinct and just straight biting them as normal zombies. Her wily yeah. charm. Instead of, Unless instead you of going consider for the
2: those braces as a, a tool.
0: I can do more damage with these fucking chompers than I can that fucking Plus head. five braces, man.
1: <laughs> Plus seven to eating. These teeth right. are reinforced. <laughs> my, my God. So, see, I never understood this in fucking zombie movies. All right. I'm not saying come over here and somebody try to fucking bite into my head like an apple please don't uh i don't think you can do that so why is it if a zombie is a rotting corpse how can they just like return of the living dead when the tar man eats uh vic from friday the 13th part Five head he just bites into it like a fucking uh like a drumstick you know i don't get that that's weird to me should not they have like rotted jaws or something she but she's freshly dead yeah, I mean, and she didn't eat. She's my like weakened. Like, at Bernie's battle. dead. Like she can still move, <laughs> like Kim Jong Un. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: <laughs> that's a good one.
1: I mean, he's not dead. He what? No, totally he's, not. He's good. So we've got uh, deaths four and five here now. That's right. The Coopers. I have uh, kid tested, mother approved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was that's one zero of my owns. favorite ones. That's, that's the, the best. Good. That's that's fantastic. My runner up was uh tastes just like mom used to. Ooh, but uh, We'll stick head. with that. We'll st- we'll stick with that one.
0: So upstairs now, Harry, uh Harry Pair of Testicles tries to get the gun away from Barbara as a bunch I of want that zombies. Gun. Grab her through the windows now, a la fucking Resident Evil 2 kind of here. Ben tries to break back into the house, meanwhile, at the same time, while the two of them are inside going at it. Barbara gets away to let Ben in, while Harry gets the gun and tries ineffectively
1: to shoot the zombies through the windows of the house. I fucking love this part. The zombies pull Cooper up to the fucking, the gap in the window, and they're just, fucking finger blasting his mouth like george michael's butthole at a trying to
0: give him like the fish hook and he's like "Ah, ah, ah," before he just like casually steps away he doesn't run he just steps out of frame
1: (laughs) he's like wait a minute they're not actually doing any damage this is gross though because you know right i'm gonna get covid from this no one washed their hands for 20 seconds
2: yeah (laughs) it's still creepy i i really like
0: that scene yeah it is cool
1: uh so it's like Getting bit with a dog that doesn't have any teeth, and it's just like gumming you with a fucking hot dog bomb. Like, it's like getting a like, blowjob you, from a grandma. Nachos,
2: don't you fucking bring up a dead dog, you son of a bitch. Right?
1: <laughs> you limp A licker. perfectly healthy dog that did not take care of its teeth. <laughs> so while all that's happening, it has a gambling problem. <laughs> to Harry,
0: uh, Ben now has made it inside as police chief Wiggum Zombie tries to get in the door. Ben and Barbara let him in and kill him, uh, just, you know, melee style, so that they can get his guns, while Harry stands by and reloads his new rifle that he totally legitimately found and did not in any way beat up a girl for. Yeah. (laughs) Way to be a piece of shit, Cooper. As Harry goes to head back to the cellar, Sarah now comes stumbling through doing her zombie walk, and Ben demands that Harry kill her. Harry claims that he cannot be it. Uh, he cannot do it. This, this not. She's not a zombie. Uh, but Harry, um, but Ben, then go ahead and takes aim. But Harry decides to shoot Ben in the stomach instead. And then we have a good old fashioned shootout while Barbara kills Sarah with the cop's other gun.
1: Did you say Farva? Farva? No. Oh, Barbara. I'm tripping, dude.
0: And we're
1: back. Oh, Barbar. Barbar. Babar. I'm sorry.
0: Babar. Two bees. Not back to back. Uh, ben and Harry manage to wound each other in the gunfight while Harry goes to hide upstairs and straight up into the attic of the house. Barbara says that they can now make it to freedom, but Ben tells her that he is hurt so bad that he just has to leave him behind. Barbara I do, do love the shootout scene
1: because they, when they get hit,
2: they're like, ow! You know, but they don't die.
1: Right? You and know, they're both like, bull- fucking Jesus, wounded. Hurt so bad. Do you know why Cooper won the gunfight? Because he had the higher ground. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I do love the scene where he gets into the attic and he pulls, pulls up the, string. The, the drawstring. I, like, I was just like, in case. Oh, that's clever. Oh, that's clever. And holy shit, why didn't they do that from the start?
1: Right. Also, where was Cooper? Like, where's my wife? What a uh, piece
0: of shit. In Max Brooks' uh, zombie survival guide, one of the first things that they talk about, and reference it constantly in the book, is if there was actually a zombie uh, apocalypse, is to get upstairs, destroy the staircase immediately, right? Like, eliminate any chance of needing to go downstairs. I got that in the fucking afterthoughts, man. But we'll get to that. So, um... Um... Yeah, Tony
2: Todd can't go on
0: Right, so Barbara vows that she's going to go get help And she runs, she R-U-N-F-O-F-T's out of there As the zombies now start to take over the house So Ben makes his way to Harry's basement hangout to chill While hiding down there He uh, puts a bullet in Mrs. Cooper's head Since she is now turned into a zombie It's cordial and, after, and then he fucks the head hole. He's like, fuck it, I'm going to die anyway. It's still <laughs> after, warm. After many scenes of Barbara kind of making her way through the zombies, and then we get just the zombies themselves fucking, like, chewing on random body parts, uh, eating mice, and just, like, generally just walking around the house, which is very cool because you got a lot of those cutaways in the original. Ben finds an old <laughs> radio and does the classic 90s thing where it's not working, so he just hits it. Fonzies it. Right? He fucking Fonzies <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it. And immediately it starts working, and he starts listening to the warnings uh, that the news is giving out uh, for people to not to head to any of the rescue stations that have been reported to. Don't go to hospitals. Don't reach out to friends and family. Stay put. Stay alive. The dead are Don't go to, to Applebee's. Don't try to get your hair cut. <laughs> and just <laughs> fucking stay home. And you as- got that right, Jack. As the re- as the report continues, Ben then happens to look up while he's lighting a cigarette and spots the gas pump key hanging there, clearly fucking marked, and starts to laugh as the screen fades to black.
1: Love he laughs like scene. Billy from Predator. He's like,
0: so later he... on, <laughs> later on. Barbara has now made her way to a truck that has been uh, parked out out in the wilderness there and is almost shot by a group of militia militia, where she dives into the back and we see none other than the dead zombie corpse of whom?
1: Zombie Johnny. I'm going to jump back real quick. When she's walking away and then Barbara is doing exactly what she said, which, you know, let's dismiss the woman in this fucking movie. You know, she's just walking and taking the gun for a walk and you get that one fucking a uh, ghoulish zombie chick holding the baby doll. I yeah. love, like, when she turns her, like, her back is facing the camera, and she goes to shoot it, and, like, you just get that little, like, fucking poof. <laughs> it's, it's her brain. Uh, a poof. A puff. Yeah. yeah. A that was cool. Yeah, I, that I like was. How,
0: that was. I like how she plays the Where Did You Go game that you don't want to play with babies, where, like, you step out of their peripheral vision, and, like, the zombie's just, like, slowly turning, like, where did she go? go like Barbara (laughs) just moves around her four corners and then gets back in front of her and then kills her
2: and I do love how after she kills she's like ah
0: her little freak out (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was good uh so back to uh where Barbara was with the militia group now uh they ask her what she's doing out here all alone then we cut to the next morning where we see Barbara is now surrounded by several Local survivors who have seemed to all team up to hunt these zombies, along just with just a good old boys, never meaning no harm. Where the fuck are they? <laughs> right, like, the local police are there. There's fucking news cameras and shit that are like reporting on the incidents, and they've like they're fucking they're hanging, they're like lynching zombies.
2: Doesn't count. They're already
0: dead. And then dude, they, sh- have the, like, they have the they have the basest of anthrax wrestling a zombie in a cage. Yeah, dude. There's like they got him carousel like cattle and like fucking like it's like that scene in fucking um, uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes with fucking Robert Downey Jr. Where like everybody's just like around and like betting on the boxing match, dude. It's fucking insane how they're just teasing it for fun. Uh, so she makes her Here, way. Now it's riled. She makes her way now to the farmhouse where she was originally the night before, uh, with a group of the militia as they are now looking for any survivors. While inside, uh, the group chainsaw their way into the cellar, and as soon as they get the door busted open, a zombie Ben pops up, confirming that he had succumbed to his wounds and died in the night. Then turned into a zombie before the militia fucking full on cap his ass with a fucking bam headshot. So as these guys go into the basement to look for more, Harry Paratesticles pops around the corner, fully human, but very you disheveled. You came back. And is happy to see Barbara saying that she- You, you came back.
1: back. You've come back. You without. came back.
0: And she is and then fucking And she says, shocked. you won't. <laughs> and fucking shoots him in the face. She is fucking very surprised to see him, and then just without question or even hesitation, shoots him in the head before telling the militia that it's just another body for the fire. Cold. And this is the only time that Cooper is not at level 10.
1: Right? <laughs> and he pays Well, it's for probably because it. he bled most of it out, so...
0: So the movie
2: then ends with... <laughs> he bled with... out to a
0: four.
1: <laughs> yes, yes.
0: All his rage has escaped his body. Uh, so mm-hmm. the movie now ends with uh, Rambo Barbara watching the locals throw bodies on a large fire with... Uh, while they jump around hooting and hollering and fucking dance around it. Roll credits. Don't
1: fucking act like we wouldn't be doing that. I mean I don't think we would. I don't uh, think I, mean, I would do that. That's uncivilized. <laughs> I would never do that. Yeah. I don't think I'd be like hooting and hollering, going, Yeah! I just shot my neighbor in the face. Dad you, shot, Dad, you shot Dan, you shot Flanders? <laughs> Are you not zombie flanders he was a zombie zombie <laughs> uh so i mean
0: that part no i wouldn't be doing that because that's where you get bit is you <laughs> fucking jack around in a
1: zombie apocalypse and lose focus no i'm not gonna pay like pin the tail on the fucking zombie or you know like maybe you wrestle with it but you put a muzzle on it or something no i'm talking like the fucking sharpshooting where they're hanging upside down Play whack-a-mole with a fucking zombie, you know? It's sticking its head up through the fucking... I feel like maybe that would
2: happen after fatigue, after, like, dealing with the zombies for months, you know? Right? This is day
1: one. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This is day one. You know what? You take the piss out of the fear, and you're good.
0: Alrighty. Uh, You guys ready to see a dead body?
1: Yeah, yeah. Alright, so we've
0: got countless zombie deaths here. I count only the humans that died uh, right. at this point, and not like, oh, they were humans off screen kind of thing. So we've got seven human deaths. Um, count them, seven. Number one, Johnny, uh, neck and skull broken on a tombstone by a zombie. Johnny number has next to Number two, Tom stupidly shoots the gas pump while standing next to it with an open flame. They go boom boom. Judy, killed by Tom's surprise. See Also fire. Uh, number four, uh, Sarah Cooper's zombie bite. I'm nom. She got squashed. Number squatched. five, Helen Cooper bitten by the zombie Sarah Cooper, then shot in the head by Ben. Om nom nom. Ben shot uh by the militia. I'm sorry, so shot by Harry and then shot later on uh by the militia. That shit's sad. And then Harry killed by Babara for being a dick, not a zombie. Fuck that guy. Um, so, uh, with there only being seven kills, your favorite kill, uh, Aaron, tell us what it is, buddy. My favorite kill has got to be Johnny to start it off. I do
2: like the uh, the fall. The I, I know it was a mannequin. It still looked really good. Uh, you know, the, the zombie who's on top of him is an actual actor. So, he's moving around, and he the fall, whack, just smashes into that gravestone, plops to the ground. That, it's, it's, it's the best kill, in my opinion.
1: Nachos, go ahead. Bitch-ass Cooper getting it right in between the eyes. Nothing more needs to be said there. Uh, He's a piece of shit. He got what he had He was a nosy bitch and he got what he had coming.
0: (laughs) Mine is also Johnny. uh, Pretty much mirroring everything that uh, Aaron had said. I just really like that death. It really
1: sets the tone very quickly for the movie. All right, can I throw you a curveball real quick? Go for it. Best zombie death. Um.
0: Best zombie death.
1: Mine was off screen. It was they hurt a zombie's feelings to death. It was quite (laughs) traumatic. Uh, It was a cut.
0: Mine would have been Roadmaster brokeback. Fuck. God damn you! As he fucking does it, like he's fucking swinging Malnir,
1: the fucking or the Enchanted
0: Crowbar by the wrecker. (laughs) <laughs>
1: he's, he's fucking Colossus in the X Men arcade game, <gasps> right?
0: It was uh, he's fucking Nick Fury just swinging that belt around. Fucking Papa gonna whoop some ass,
2: Aaron. Jumping out, out of a pool,
0: jumping out of a pool with a lit cigar.
2: I, I do like also Tony Todd with the enchanted crowbar, but I like the the, the first zombie that he dispatches in the kitchen by running towards him and just spiking it into his forehead, and it looked fucking good. It did look good. <laughs> it looked really good. And, you know, tossing us outside
0: outside, like a moldy bag of tangerines. (laughs) Uh, You guys ready for some stuff you should know? Yep. All right. So Tom Savini was initially hired to perform the special effects for this movie, but was persuaded to direct by George Romero. Savini was drawn to the remake because he was unavailable to do the special effects on the original, but did do the special effects on the Dawn of the Dead sequel. And I think he's in it for a second, too, isn't he? he yeah, is. he's Machete. The he's one of the bikers, yeah. He comes back in uh, Atlanta the Dead. And this is this next one, it's got to be hard to be the special effects team when Savini is your director. When the fucking Big Dig energy himself is there. Right? Uh, so the special effects team intentionally kept the effects restrained as they felt excessive gore would be disrespectful to the original film. I disagree, yeah. Because um, I'm not looking for a shot for shot remake. Looking at you, psycho. Uh, but to keep the effects realistic, they did use inspiration, real autopsy photos, forensic pathology textbooks, and Nazis' death camp footage. So yeah. Savini said he wanted to keep the film... That's cheery. He wanted to keep the film artistic, despite his reputation as the king of splatter, and the production was not easy for Savini, who described it as the worst nightmare of my life. Savini... Yeah. He said that only 40% of his ideas made it into the final film. Without yeah. Romero on set, he clashed with producers who did not allow him to explore his vision for the film. And since he was a first-time director, he did not have the clout or backbone to stand up to them.
1: I'd so, straight up just be like, oh, do you want me to get George on on the fucking phone? Yeah, Because I'll do it right After now. you give me my booger-free coffee, call George. Taste the book of flavors. Oh, also my favorite zombie <laughs> kill, because you know you guys asked me. I'm fucking delete it. Um, I liked when fucking uh, Dalzine from Fresh Street Fighter got lit up. All right, moving on. Let's not uh, let's not dwell on that.
2: Sorry, Nachos. It's okay. <laughs> You're right. I feel kind of bad about that.
0: I'm not sad. The first one I did intentionally. That one was very unintentionally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fuck uh, you <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was that zombie that died off screen From his feelings beater to death And I was that man <laughs> you're, you're a real You're a real dick, Potman
0: <laughs> um, Tom Savini Originally, and I think this is a really cool idea And I thought that he had kind of done it The He wanted to originally uh, Start the film in black and white And then slowly add color And then if you think about it It feels like it's a black and white opening, but it's just like a, you know, it's a full moon silhouetted behind, you know, in front of some trees. So that could be, but what I'm picturing in my head is basically like up until the point where you get like the first kill, right? Like Johnny's death, like his head hits the fucking tombstone and his fucking wound opens up and then like the blood seeps out red and that could be like the initial the initiation of some color. I thought that that would be cool. That's me. You're
1: getting Sin City at me, fucking Frank Miller.
0: Yeah, but like, think about it. That would have been pretty cool because that would have been pre-fucking Sin City and I think that would be very neat. Uh, they obviously did not go with it and started color right away, which doesn't hurt the film, but I thought that artistically that would have been pretty cool. Yeah. The uh, scene at the end of the film where several zombies are lynched from a tree and shot, shot at was actually in fact scripted in the original 1968 version but was cut because of the racial tensions gripping the country at the time. And then of course you've already got the racial tension in the movie itself. So that scene pays homage homage to the to the film that you know, the scene that was cut.
1: Hey, but, real quick, how's the original in? I don't I don't remember so good. Everybody dies? Uh no, Barbara makes it out. Okay, so pretty much the same shit. Uh, does... Cooper makes it out, Ben Ew. makes it out. Sarah survives. Everyone makes it. <laughs>
0: I don't think. I don't think I, Sarah makes it.
1: <laughs> did you borrow my copy or something?
0: I'm pretty sure she's down there fucking committing grade A felonies against her
1: mom with a fucking <laughs> hand shovel. <laughs> Oh, and they play, they play like whale songs. Like, what oh, that's going on. That's so weird. So,
0: uh, originally rated X by the MPAA, the following scenes had to be cut or changed for them to achieve an R rating. The close up of the. zombie blowjobs. <laughs> the beating off the zombies. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, the close up of the fire poker to the head of uh, the Wilford Brimley zombie that Barbara killed. Gory headshots of Magruder uh, when Barbara shoots him. A bloodier version of the scene where Barbara shoots and kills the bald zombie, or douse, Dals- you know, Dalsam, Dalsam Street Fighter who tries to enter through the window, and then Tom blowing off the zombie's head with the shotgun, uh, and Barbara killing another zombie when she takes the gun from the
1: dead cop zombie. Wait, I thought there was a kill where Ben jumped off the roof after he pumped his elbow and dropped it on a zombie's head and it exploded. Not in no version, no. Okay. Maybe that's, that's, wrestlers were
2: zombies.
0: Maybe,
1: maybe that's the, uh, the the Remake Remake. Oh, the Remake of the Remake. The one with uh, Sid Haig and Andy Dick and fucking Mick Garris and that's it. Pinocchio and Lil Chauncey. So,
0: uh, final thoughts. Uh, what you like, what you didn't like, what would you change? Uh, Aaron, go ahead and take it away, buddy.
2: Uh, final thoughts. I think it was a good uh, remake with a slight twist. I, I do feel that the first movie had such a impact because of the time and what was going on at the time 1968 this is the same year the civil riots was at its, in its heyday Martin Luther King was assassinated that same year and then you have a black man in a non-exploitation film a uh, film that's not dedicated towards just being a black character something that Sidney Poitier was in like guess who's coming to dinner or heat of the night you know, this was, this was just a black lead and it's a black guy telling a white man what to do, telling it, like arguing with Cooper, slapping a white woman, but it's not, it's not used as a racial, it is, it's not used in a racial way. It just happens to be a black character. And that had incredible impact in the 1960s, in the late, in 68. And it, it was, it was, it was, it was uh, it's it's been documented. It's been talked about. There's been you know lots of things made about this film being so cutting edge at the time, and they didn't really quite know they had lightning in a bottle. They didn't quite know what they had, but man, did it really like help bring about so? It, it helped legitimize black actors. Goddamn it! You try to re, you try to remake that in 1990. The impact isn't as much there. Tony Todd is still, you know, doing a great job, acting very well and and doing the same things that was done in 1968. It was a great remake, but the impact just isn't quite there yet because we got the Arsenio Hall show. We got Oprah Winfrey. We got, you know, Eddie Murphy. We've got all these other black icons who were already taken off. So the impact wasn't quite there the i'm glad they kept it as a black actor i'm glad they kept it in a rural setting and i'm glad they had a whole bunch of stuff but i think they implanted feminism into this one i think they implanted barbara switching from as Nacho mentioned earlier being a, you know the 1968 character being completely out to lunch after johnny gets killed and is just a bubbling fool uh but in this one She gets the fucking Tony Todd pet talk. And next thing you know, she's got her fucking husband beater on and she's nailing zombies left and right and saves the fucking day. So I think there's that transition. And that's one of the reasons I still really like it. I think it's a good movie. I think it's 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 something you can compare to 1968. But I like the switch. Now, I have a question for both you guys because I was ready for this. Do you think you could remake it today in the same impact from the yep. 1968 version to the 1990 version to 2020? Do you think you could remake it, and would it still have any social impact?
0: I, I, you, you could, but you would, you basically have to change up the formula, or at least essentially go all female cast with a few guys, or go all black cast with a couple white people, um, to essentially try to. Capture a similar message and feeling, uh, I would think, it would be unnecessary since since the original I thought did it so well. And I'll get into that with mine, but um, you could, but I don't think that it would it, it would basically just be a throwaway at this point. Uh, the ninety nine or the nineteen ninety remake, as well as the later weird not, not that it's bad, it's just different. Sid Haig remake um, kind of already did what what needed to be done, and
1: uh, I don't think that it would be necessary.
2: Uh,
1: Hey, I just want to say this real quick Aaron I think that is one of the best Responses and here comes the Spooky history (laughs) Uh, Like that was well thought out And and articulated properly and Nobody screamed boobies or fuck while you Said it so it's good On us no you couldn't remake that movie The fact that they did that in the 90s And that actually kind of worked out Also side note are there white Exploitation movies
0: It's called the Stooges
1: Oh, okay. All right.
0: Yeah, it's Beverly Hills Ninja.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh no, you, you couldn't pull this movie off uh, uh, yet again cuz yeah, like like uh fucking Cincinnati Jeff was saying, every fucking week they're like, "Oh, it's Night of the Living Dead re, or fucking 3D or this or that or" and just I don't think you can go back to that well and still have it uh still have an impact. So Aaron, what is your rating? Uh I
2: think I'd give it eight damn you to hells
0: out of ten. <laughs> uh, nachos, your final thoughts, final changes, and what's your rating, buddy?
1: Okay. So, um, oh, my God. I just It's so bad I'm horny. That's what it was. <laughs> no. Uh, so, <laughs> casting's amazing. The gore's pretty good. The only thing that sucks is we got neutered on some of the gore that could have been, which is such a slap in the fucking dick to Tom Savani. The fucking guru of gore and shit like that, uh, but he was also intentionally keeping it light, or at least that he says. I don't know, man. If you like, go on YouTube. You can fucking research some of the deleted scenes and shit.
0: They're also included on the even the standard DVD has them.
1: Well, hello, Mister Fancy Pants, No. Uh, <laughs> so, I think I could suck this movie's dick off all night like a zombie, you know, blowjob orgy. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go for the thing I didn't like about the movie, and no, it's not the fucking blowjob orgy. I think the music is the weakest component of this film. Sometimes, thank it you, works, thank works. you,
2: thank you. Yes, you're totally right, and that's something I wrote down, but I left my notes downstairs, and I
1: don't wake my don't want to wake my baby up. But yes, <laughs> you're the music okay. is awful. So sometimes the music works very good and complements a scene, but then sometimes you get a synthed out guitar, fucking wailing solo at the end which is a piece of shit but i love it uh it just and then sometimes it's cool like you'll get just but i don't know i i mean um i love how everybody's an 11 honestly i could probably do without judy Rose screaming so goddamn much uh I, it might actually be a while till i rewatch the movie because of that I mean everybody's fucking great. You only get Bill Mosley for a second, but he fucking he's he's a he's a little um he's the cherry on the Sunday. Uh, I give this movie uh, nine point five you shot Mr. Magruder's from the Legion, Paul. Okay. Alright. I got to back you up with that music, man.
2: I swear to God, it's like an amputee rolling around on a fucking Casio keyboard whenever Barbara and Tony Todd are trying to fight off the zombies in the first
1: part of the movie. It's horrible. There's one scene I kind of wish that would have played out the way it was supposed to um, when the zombies are initially breaking through the, uh, the barrier, the threshold the 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 four four whatever anyway and then fucking helen and um cooper anyway she picks up this jewelry box and fucking chucks it at him and then it falls across the room and then it opens up and there's a um what do you call that a music box yeah 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 so the scene was supposed to play out where everything all the just mayhem fucking goes silent and all you hear is just the um the music box i think that kind of would have been cool i agree but that's, uh, that's me.
0: All right, so uh, for me, uh, the original might just be my favorite horror movie of all time. So with, with that in mind, I'm looking at this one very closely. Um, I'm, I'm not as loose with the critiques on this film like I am with many of the other movies that we have reviewed in the past, since I have no real nostalgia for this film. Like we do with a lot of the movies that we talk about. And I give a lot of them free passes just on the feelings that I used to experience from the first time I watched it. This movie is grittier in some places, and the changes for Barbara from a fucking hopeless wreck to a badass bitch was a great touch and a much needed update that that this movie required. Otherwise, it just would have been a dull. Remake, uh, similar to how they did the Shot for Shot remake of, of Psycho. Um,
1: it's some paint-by-numbers bullshit. I yes, feel like yes.
0: the conflict between Ben and Harry is turned into 11 in this one. Uh, and here, Ben does not come off like the hero that he is trying to be. Uh, in the original, Ben is very much fighting against uh, racism. It's very obvious, right, at this point. And he is... Our hero, as opposed to Barbara, who is our main character, so to speak, right? She's the first one that we're introduced to, but Ben is the hero here. Um, but in this one, Ben's very much an asshole. Uh, he is very commanding, telling people he's the boss and shit like that. And instead of assessing the situation and, and, and trying to ask others what they think might be good ideas, he's just imposing his thoughts into saying look i've already taken charge doesn't matter what you say either do it or don't which some could argue is say hey that's the mark of a good leader you need in such a crisis uh but others could also disagree so that you don't the movie itself also moves at a faster pace than the original did so we did not get much character building from the supporting cast right Uh, as we say judy rose is just fucking screaming her fucking head off she gets one halfway decent scene and that's yeah, about but- it. Tom is almost pretty much just a fucking throwaway character. Uh, the same with Helen. Uh, it's really just the, the Harry and Ben show with Barbara's change in attitude, very putting her very much up front. Uh, and that change itself is also a little almost too sudden to believe as she goes from just catatonic to fucking, you know, the fucking the leader of the wolf pack as it is. It's the Tony Todd talk? It, I mean, it is. And it definitely, that clearly highlights her change. Um, but you know she she's just a wreck in the first one, and I, I know that Nacho was asking earlier who survived it, uh, in the original. I was just kidding. So no one actually does. What I love about this one, uh, is that they they pay you know it's an homage to when in the original nineteen sixty eight when 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 Ben actually survives the night because Barbara gets carried off, she loses her shit in front of the windows, uh. Uh, just like just similar to how Barbara gets grabbed in this one, except the fucking zombies take her away in the original one. Ben is I the one who makes Barbara it, being totally useless in that movie. Like she oh, is I she's just that. a canatonic, like she gets slapped around like she's good for nothing. Well it's the sixties, uh, you could do that. Uh so it, uh you know what she gets for carried dinner? away Not the sandwich, bitch. toward the end, but Ben does go down into the cellar and he survives the night. And then comes up in the end alive, very much alive. Then just gets shot in the head anyway, and then tossed on a fire with a bunch of random bodies. In this one, they do, they, Ouch. you know, they they, they, they play uh, yeah, they play it up right an homage, if you will, as where Ben shows up and does the exact same thing, except this time he is the zombie, uh, and it's it's Harry that gets the uh, the the survivors treatment. So, uh, for, with that being said, you know, I'm, I'm hard on this movie. I do like it, but if I'm going to watch one, right, it's like, oh, let's watch Night of the Living Dead. I'm always going to immediately assume you want to watch the original. And that's the one I'm going to reach for every time I give it a seven out of 10. It's not a bad rating. But it's definitely one on the lower that I have given, and this is one of the ones I, I have liked less than most that we've done on here, simply because I think the original is just fantastic. And like Aaron had said, ahead of its time, with the race relations and the whole civil rights movement, they had captured lightning in a bottle, just like he had said, and they didn't even know it. And it just, it's beautiful. Well said. Thank you, sir. So uh, before we uh, end our show tonight, uh, Nachos had come up with a game, uh, and we uh, talked about it with Aaron here. And what we're going to do is um, we're going to read each other some horror movie taglines, official taglines, nothing that we made up ourselves. These are official taglines from the movie posters, and uh, we're going to try to guess what movie it is based off the tagline alone. So, uh, we are going to go ahead and start. We've, we've all picked five. Um, so, uh, we'll let the guests go first. So what we'll do is we'll let Aaron read his five, Nacho's, you read your five, and then I'll read my five.
1: Deal.
2: All right. You boys ready?
0: Uh, yeah. 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 Hit me, buddy. Oh, okay, yeah. Here we go. First one.
2: You know who to call when you have ghosts, but who do you call when you have monsters? Monster, Monster squad. squad. One of my favorite movies. <laughs> All right, next one. Worst pool party ever. Pool party pool massacre. Party. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, Drew Marvick. Hopefully, we'll have a pool party massacre. I know production just stopped thanks to COVID. Motherfucker. Thanks, up. COVID. But uh, it's it's coming. It's it's coming. All right, this one might be a layup for you guys, but uh, maybe not so much for some of the listeners. But uh, I kind of like this one. The good news is your dates are here. Bad news is. <laughs> He's dead.
0: Night of the creeps. Of creeps. Boom.
2: Tom Atkins, right. Cincinnati Jeff. Thrill me. Cincinnati Jeff in the house. <laughs> All right. Next one. I... It's kind of a horror movie, so maybe maybe we'll see how it goes. Will she have the power dot dot dot
1: to survive? Will she have the power to survive? And it's kind of a horror movie. Yes, obviously not Carrie. I I will give you a hint. It's by the master of uh, horror Stephen King. Will she have the mast? Is it Cat's Eye? Nope. Okay. What do you got, Jeff? What do you think?
0: Will she have the power? Will she have the power? Dot 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 to survive. survive. And it's uh, a movie based on a Stephen King story. Correct. Let me think here. We've, give me just a you just looking on the internet? Is that what you do? Yeah, I can hear you typing, I am not typing. <laughs> Fucking hands in the air, <laughs> you mofos. I'll, <laughs> I'll drum them on the table. Uh, Nick Garris
1: directed.
0: I'm going to go with Firestarter.
1: Boom! Um, Starting Drew uh-huh. You got
2: it. You got it. Cat's Eye also had Drew that side. All right. Last one. All right. Christine Brown has a good job, a great boyfriend, and a bright future. But in three days, she's going to
1: hell. Drag me to hell.
2: Yep. There you go. All right. You guys did pretty well. Except for Firestarter. That was the only curveball I had in there. You guys uh, knocked it out of
0: the park. Damn, yeah. I did not. I have not seen Drag Me to Hell. So uh, Nachos got me on that one.
1: Ramey does a lot of shit, but uh, this was actually kind of like his return to horror in a good way. Yeah. All right, Nachos, go ahead, buddy. You're five. All right. All right. This is a little ah. Fuck it. You'll have a hell of a time. I can do. Uh, I can do the alternate. Could you get a more generic tagline? A new dimension in terror. Every fucking movie that's its other tagline. I can read you uh, the other tagline. Uh, you Event want. Horizon. Uh, I'll read you the other one. I think this is a little more fair. Sure. Angela's having a party. Night the of the easy. Demons. He's... Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: There you. <laughs> You'll have a hell of a time. That could right. be fucking hell night. That
1: could be fucking prom night. Like
0: that could be fucking so many fucking. Right. No. See, I, I didn't want to train.
1: Going. All right, here we go. The wrong arm of the law is back. Maniac Cop Two. <clears throat> Maniac Cop Three.
0: Maniac Cop Three. Yeah, I was <laughs> gonna go two or three. I knew it wasn't the first one
1: because the I think this tagline for the second and first one are the same thing. It's like you have the right to mean the you have the right to remain silent forever.
0: Yeah, that's the first Which is one. Awesome.
1: Okay. Uh, that's way too vague. I can't do that to you guys. Nothing on that one. I didn't just grab a bunch of DVDs off my shelf. Oh, okay. Don't let a bro see it alone. Bro Party Massacre 3. Yep. Uh, okay, okay. Wait, what is that? Like, three so far? Yeah, that's three. Okay. And every neighborhood... There is one house that the adults whisper about. The birds. Oh, I wish. No. Uh, I'll finish it. Sorry. In every neighborhood, there's one house that adults whisper about and children cross the street to avoid. Halloween? You want a hint?
2: Nightmare? No. Nightmare? Not not, not (laughs) anywhere else. Horror? People under the stairs. Oh yeah, yeah. okay. Good movie. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's good. God damn I love that movie. Mummy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the fucking gimp running around. That's fun. That's a good movie.
1: You know, that's the fucking uh the dad from or that's the rubber werewolf. From, from, from uh, uh bullet. Yep.
0: Good uh, from Captain Wheelchair. What do I got? What do I got? And Uncle Drunkie. The Adventures of he does a
2: Big Ed from Twin
1: Peaks. Yes. Oh, I didn't watch a lot of Twin Peaks. All right, but I got one. Love Twin Peaks. Your last one,
0: Nachos. Go for
1: it. Uh, all right. Um. Fuck. It's a really good one too. It's the same movie, but I'll give you two taglines: a twenty-four-hour nightmare of terror and. You'll wish it were only a nightmare. Hint: It's not what you're thinking.
0: Man, I actually came across the "You Wish It's Only a Nightmare," but that might be a generic one. So,
1: it sounds pretty generic. Uh, it's it's a
2: generic. Uh,
0: generic <laughs> generic it's a boy. It's generic Uh, twenty-four hour nightmare. Uh, saw. Uh,
2: that's nope. it's, no. Sorry. Uh, I'm.
0: Hmm.
2: Twenty-four hour nightmare. Part two. Uh,
1: <laughs> I, I
0: honestly don't know. Me, I'm the uh not uh, not the cell um uh,
1: the cube. You guys are gonna slide. It's Friday the Thirteenth, the original. Huh. Wow. I looked at my wall and I saw the different movie, but po- okay, I'll give you one more because you guys sucked on that. This is really nope. Jesus. Yeah. evil gets an upgrade. Oh shit.
0: That's um, Jason X. You Fuck
1: are correct, yeah. sir. Yes, yes, yes. All right. I, I, my reign of terror is done. All right. Uh, Those are good.
0: Out of the ones that I picked, this one is absolutely my favorite one in space. No one can eat ice cream. Killer class from outer space. Yeah. I just love that fucking play on fucking aliens. Dude. So, so good. Uh, Today the pond, tomorrow the world. Frogs. That is correct. Wow, that is correct. Little known fact: uh, because we'll probably never get to that movie. Uh, when they when they shot that, they actually imported a bunch of poisonous frogs from like South America and Africa and things like that. And then they like thousands of them got loose and just basically destroyed the ecosystem in Texas. So there are <laughs> just. Thousands of species of fucking frogs that never, it, like, were indigenous to this continent that now live there thanks to this fucking movie.
1: Thanks, also, frogs. I don't know why they call that movie exclusively frogs, because when that toxin gets out, it mutates worms and alligators and other shit. It's not just exclusively. Anyway, go ahead.
0: Uh, number three, where shopping costs you an arm and a leg. Chopping shopping mall. mall. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, just when you thought it was safe to go back into the bathroom.
1: Ghoulies 2. That's right.
0: Nice. Nice. Uh, uh, I'm torn here, uh, but this one, I'm gonna go with this one, uh, uh, (laughs) this is very generic. This time, it's personal.
1: Uh, Jaws 2. No. Jaws,
0: uh, no, not Jaws 2, Jaws 4? The Revenge? Yes! Yep. Aaron hit it first. He said four.
1: Jaws to revenge. Uh, four, yes. Actually, I thought the tagline was I'm pretty sure we saw Michael Kane kill somebody, so he has to be in this movie. <laughs> the line is
0: Mario Van Peoples somehow survives being bitten in half.
1: Also a shark. <laughs> Mario Van Peoples. Hey, I'm Sharkproof, bitch. The movie.
0: <laughs> that was that was fun, <laughs> I, chose, I appreciate it. Mario Van Peoples! Don't you remember me from New Jack City? <laughs> Weren't you, is this the money you used to make Highlander 3?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jaws the Revenge, you will see a shark roar. <laughs> I did have, I did
0: have a lot of fun, like, uh, coming up with a bunch of those. Um, so that was a really good one, Nachos. I, I, like, I like that. We should do that one again, for sure.
2: Yeah, I like that a lot, too. That was, that was a good one.
0: Um, so that's all I've got. Um, I got one more. Well, I meant, like,
1: podcast, ones. we can fucking do this all night. Uh, but I oh, just, just real is... quick, real quick. The party begins when the lights go out. Mm. Fallen Party Massacre? You're really fucking close.
2: Ugh. For Marty Massacre
1: 2? Ding, 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 ding! <laughs> I'm glad I scored this on. I pick a videos copy. I'm VHS. Fuck. Yeah. So uh, yeah. B-
0: before we sign off, uh, Aaron, you got anything you want to plug for yourself, buddy?
1: Uh,
2: yeah. Uh, check out horrible horror podcasts. Of course. Uh, we're on all the podcast platforms. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, on Twitter. It's at so bad. Scary. Uh, but one thing I'm working on right now is uh, trying to make a new video. Uh, I just recently did a video since we're on the lockdown. We're not doing podcasts a lot right now. Marshall's uh, kind of MIA. Uh, we're just, so I'm, I'm focused on doing some videos. I just did a video on this old pack of wrestling cards that, that I found.
1: How'd uh, that so gum just, taste?
2: Uh, pretty delicious. Uh, it just turned into powder in my mouth. Um, just turned into tiny little shards of glass in my mouth. Uh, you can check it out on our Facebook site and it's also on YouTube. Uh, we have our YouTube channel set up and uh, I'm going to be doing another one. I'm actually in the process of working another one. Uh, I'll give you a little teaser it's the top 10 scariest movies I saw as a child. Awesome. Um, top 10 scariest movies I saw as a kid.
1: I hope
0: that now nine and, that and a half weeks is on there and it was just scary because you're like, Mom, what are they doing? Are they moving furniture?
1: <laughs> that's a weird <laughs> fucking movie. And that's but it's a good, good point.
0: For... It's a
2: good It's a good point you put in there. It's, it doesn't necessarily have to be a horror movie. It, just, it was just a movie that scared me. So, uh, yeah, I'm working on that right now. It's in production. I hope to
0: have it out within the next... Uh, Four or five days. Fantastic.
2: All Looking right. For-
0: well, uh, you guys are already listening to us, so you know where to find us. But if you want to tell your friends to check us out, um, you, you can get the Podbean app. We're also on uh, Spotify. Uh, you can get us on uh, iTunes, Google Play Music, all places like that. You can find us. We're also in your mom's house. What? Huh? You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at here comes spooky and Instagram at here comes the spooky. You can also email us, tell us what you like what you don't like. Give us any suggestions about movie you would like to hear us flapjaw about at Here comes the spooky at gmail.com. And, uh, that's really it. Uh, before we end out though, uh, for anybody that's listening, we do want to say thank you to all the folks there that are putting in hard efforts at our grocery stores, at our gas stations mm-hmm. and like that, the essential workers, especially, especially anybody that's working in the healthcare industry. We do appreciate all the sacrifices that you do. And I really hope that everybody is being smart, doing their best to social distance and stay home as much as possible. What he said, amen to that, brother. All right. On that note, remember everybody to Stay Spooky! Stay spooky.